0: This episode of Sports Goose is brought to you by Podcorn. We've been using Podcorn for a few months now, and what we enjoy most is the large amount of potential sponsors they offer and the easy user interface that allows us to pitch our proposals and collaborate to meet the sponsor's expectations. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting its podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up on any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Click the link in our show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. Thank you Podcorn, and now let's get to the goofs. All right, let's let's lower that music down. Hey everybody. Welcome. Sports Goose, number 96. Yes, indeed. 96. we millennials now. Yeah, 1996. Good year for the What Tigers. were you doing in 96? I was probably playing Sonic 3D Blast on my Sega Saturn. <laughs> That's probably what I was doing. Or watching Rocco on the TV there. That's probably what I was doing. One or the other. One or the other. And uh, yeah, the, well, the Panthers are doing well that year, and they're doing well tonight. are already winning. I'm not used to the Panthers being good. It it uneases me in a way. I, I'm always waiting for the downfall. I'm like, what's gonna go wrong? What is gonna go it's a wrong?
1: Long season, can't get the hopes up, but you also you might not be able to be pessimistic just yet.
0: No, no, no I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm riding the gravy train right now i'm i'm really good i'm really good with that oh yeah by the way i'm francisco that's charles andrew may or may not join us he is currently on his world tour he's he's currently uh trying to avoid the cops (laughs) on his way back home that's a way of saying it (laughs) so he's on the lam at the moment that's that's what's going down for andrew and he, he went on his awesome world tour and I think he might be smuggling a few things. That's probably what he was doing. He's got some... He's got a side side business there. He's probably... The whole UCF thing, loving... I bet it's a front. It's a front. Like the Sopranos. Alright? He's he's not really in waste management. That's what I Alright? Maybe UCF is a front for something else. I'm not not sure. tell him that. <laughs> well, he's gonna listen to this. I think. I think he'll listen to it. Maybe. Whatever. Anyways, yeah, we're, we're sponsored again by Podcorn. You guys check that out. Check out their website. If you're a streamer, podcaster, and you're looking for someone to sponsor you, well, there's people that are looking to sponsor you as well to, to talk about their services and products and then put out a good word and get people to, to know about certain things, know about you as well. So check out Podcorn for that. In the podcast version, it'll be in the link in the description. Heck, even the video version, they'll probably pop it in there as well. So, thank you to Podcorn for sponsoring the goose for a second time. They, uh,
1: thank you, Podcorn.
0: They they approved of our last episode, so you know, I I forgot what was the offensive thing that we talked about last episode. I don't know if we talked about Chinese oh, soldiers it was, or something.
1: It, was <laughs> it was Callaway. Uh, ah, yeah, Callaway. That's it was, right. um, it was him. It was there. There's one more. Oh, it was the unpaid internships and choice yeah. boards were said. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's... not going to eat humble pie on my statement, but yeah, you know, still. <laughs> that's believe. right. Well, then we we just had controversial topics that, unlike other people in different um, media industries, ESPN or you know, f sports, we will tackle it head on, as opposed to cherry picking or. Put it under the rug.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's well well let's let's do it. Let's 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 see. What what would we do? What did we watch over the last week? I only watched two sporting events. I did not watch the NBA All Star game or anything NBA All Star related.
1: Ugh. Vomit. Okay. Why would you? Good. Why I good. wouldn't. I had video games, I played video games, and I played, like, Madden, if that yeah. counts. For yeah. what well, well, we'll talk about video games, We, we knew how to do it.
0: Well, yeah. know, when Andrew's not here, we can kind of go a little more in-depth on our gaming endeavors. But, yeah. Oh, no. Doug watched the All-Star stuff, and yeah. I, I yeah. tweeted at him, like, dude, this is what you get for <sighs> watching it. This is what you
1: get for watching it. Right. What's Should we, the... let's let, let's start it with like why we chose not to watch the all-star game okay and why it didn't matter so people yeah, can yeah. kind of understand because on the show you and i are the nba guys we had an nba guy last week with brendan follow him yeah. on uh you know twitter brendan brendan's Rourke sports B or Rourke sport. B B Rourke. Rourke
0: underscore sports there you go we love you brendan we yes love you. indeed he's probably out there i don't well no the pacers aren't playing so he's probably playing sea of thieves right now <laughs> that's what he's doing that's what he's doing okay yeah, all right. Well, the, okay, only two sporting events I watched. Uh, Washington Capitals versus the Boston Bruins, which is also pertinent to what's one of my topics for the NHL stuff that I'm going to mention that I'm going to present to you guys today. And uh, I wish Andrew was here so I could get his his take on the things that I'm presenting. But that game was pertinent because something went down in that game. It was a good game, a great, great hockey game. Great, great hockey game between good teams. But... Yeah, something went down in that game, and then uh, the Panthers versus the Predators, the first game of that series, and the Panthers won. And like, yeah, like I said, not used to the Panthers being good. It is unnerving, unnerving. But yeah, okay. So yeah, let's 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 just pop into the NBA stuff uh, because there
1: is Ginger Baby betrayed us.
0: Yeah, there That's there the is some time. news. There is some news. So hold on, let me find it on my my show sheet. I, gosh, darn it, where is this? Oh, Side this note:
1: I there. feel like too many things have happened within all sports. We have. I don't think people realize it's hard and rare for us to plan anything. And then lo and behold, as we plan stuff, boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, stuff. Holy happens. Holy crap. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. So much oh. stuff. All right, so NBA. So yeah, let's go, Ginger Baby. Blake Griffin, Ginger baby.
1: Ginger baby.
0: Heads on over to Brooklyn. He's he's on there with the one-year veterans minimum. He's going to wear number 2 because the other two numbers he's worn in his career are retired in Brooklyn. I was going to say Jersey, but Brooklyn. Then uh, he was placed on waivers by the Pistons after they bought him out after after they bought out 63.8 million. million That's how much they are paying him not to be there in Detroit. And a lot, right? That that is a ton of money to to not be in a city. I wish I could be paid that much to not be anywhere. But yeah, the Pistons will be paying him, and yeah, this is kind of like a little tryout for him with with Brooklyn. He's he's uh, if he does well, the Nets can sign him to maximum five point four million dollars. That's as much as they can give him, especially given their their cap situation. But He's still gonna get paid by the Pistons $29.8 dollars, so it really benefits him. He's he's gonna get paid next year. It doesn't matter where he goes, so he might as well just get the pick of what he where he wants to play. Somebody who's competitive. Why wouldn't he? Why would he go off to like Sacramento or something like that? You know, I just. Do you go? think there was
1: bad blood between him and Doc because? Doc likes to collect pieces that work with him, and even though he is definitely not the same player that he was when he first started out with Doc, Philly could definitely use that kind of power forward, backup center, because who do you have behind a beat but Dwight Howard, which we know is not sufficient at all. And when you think about it, Doc's the guy who made Blake into who he is as a uh, spot-up shooter, because before that, Vinny Del Negro was all like, oh, just dunk it as much as you can. And every other person I was there. So do you think there's bad blood? Blake? see, and I, I'm just right now saying it so it doesn't bite us in the ass. I'm speculating. Speculation is bad, but damn it, sometimes it's fun. Do you think he, he has a little bit of that, you know, that King Petty in him to be what? like, because uh, you got to no know Philadelphia, how to be asking for him, right?
0: Like, I guess Maybe. it depends on what happened when he was when he was available to be a free agent because he did not stick around with Clippers. He went off to Detroit.
2: Well, and, he was traded oh, a year that's into
0: right. that contract. That's right. But was, was, Doc, cause was Doc Rivers still the GM or was he stripped of his duties at that point? Because regardless, that's what... Really Cause if regardless. Regardless. The
1: NBA pool is so strong that a coach doesn't necessarily have to be a GM, but I think he
0: was. I think... Well, well that's the thing. He he. If Rivers was the GM and... And he made the move, then yeah, I would think there's some, there's some, tiny bit of beef there. But if not, then it wasn't his call because Rivers was the one who lost the GM duties.
2: No.
0: So I wouldn't think that that he would, that probably wouldn't be a thing. But I don't know, probably. I, I don't know. It depends
1: on. We're what, just speculating.
0: Yeah. What what was his options? in this mini free agency that was in was because brooklyn was basically calling
1: every team in the east that wasn't you know a a low tier team because he i know his specifications was they want to consider side note can we just say this right now how bad of management are like i know full rebuilds and i know full blowing it up but um the way that Detroit is just screwing – I don't even—I want to say screwing their fans over, it, but they're making uh, the former Sam Hanky for the Philadelphia 76ers, he's kind of jealous of the way they're just blowing it up because, man, man, oh, man – they're doing all this stuff. They're not getting anything out of it. They had Drummond. He's over well, in Cleveland. If, now he's going to be heading yeah, out. But,
0: but those teams didn't even do anything when they had those guys. Maybe it was just like a preempt like, oh, this is not going anywhere. And we're paying these guys a ton of money to just sit here. We might as well I, just let them go and just start over at the big giant reset. Because if, if not, they're going to be middling in the middle, get like possibly an eighth seed every couple years. And then get ousted in the, in the first round after like a sweep or, or five games, and, and where's that? What's that gonna land you in the draft? Nothing. Exactly. So, Nothing. and in the NBA, today, it's like that. Like Major League Baseball, you can draft a good guy. In the you know, it's such a crapshoot. It's, it's same thing with the, the NHL for the most part too, and even the NFL, because it's usually just what position you're missing. But basketball, you. <laughs> You have to land on some guys
1: And it's harder I'm to really land on some
0: guys When you're in the middle
1: Yeah, I'm really sad that I mean, It just felt like they weren't even in the middle I think they only made it Once or twice Especially under the Stan Van Gundy machine yeah. yeah I'm all, very sad they did plans not fell apart. baby All of their plans
0: fell apart Yeah, The Stan Van Gundy thing didn't work out The yeah, The signing Blake Griffin Didn't work out None of that worked out for Detroit then they moved into a new arena, and their Detroit sports is in a dire straits. I, I talked to my my boss. He's he's from Detroit, and I talked last time he was here. I talked to him. I'm like, like you guys are not doing so hot over there. It's like yeah, it's been it's been trash for quite a while for all the teams.
1: When the, when we the Lions Hockey, and the Red Wings yeah. are your biggest hope.
0: May, yeah, and and even then, they're still the worst team in the league. So. they're a long they're a long way away from rebuilding you just you have a little more confidence because they have steve eiserman at the helm and he did that for tampa bay so and he's probably got a good big like as soon as that team is ready to go he's gonna have a big budget because the red wings owners have been good in spending so it's just a matter of time for them and even the red even the Tigers, the same thing you know because it's the same ownership so you know they'll, they'll they'll be ready to go it's you know but Detroit, the Pistons, and the Lions—that's yeah, there's not that's much a hope. A three-year dude. plan. Yeah, you, you, you have to you have to hope Detroit hits on somebody like a superstar, or they can find a way to to finagle a a Chauncey, Tayshawn, Rashid, <laughs> Ben Wallace, I don't know who was a Rip Hamilton type of team again. You know, cause, just, just but even then, NBA is, is not going to be doing that. It's just not the way NBA is played anymore. So,
1: yeah. yeah. And what's concerning about any upcoming draft? and I'll leave it at this: with Detroit, is that um, you really don't know what the player talent is. I have not watched a single bit of um, college oh, yeah. basketball whatsoever. Yeah, I have Because I know it's kind of man. I love college basketball to watch mm-hmm. as a spectator this March Madness season. And I'm not going to watch this year. Don't care. Yep. Because of yep. everything is going on.
0: Yeah, that's next week. Next week is the was it the selection, whatever, and then we'll get the playing round. So yeah, that's gonna be interesting. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen a single college men's basketball game. I only saw one women's basketball game, and that was it. I have not paid attention whatsoever, even though the Seminoles are having a good season. So it's just a matter of just my tastes and the backlog calls to me as well. Backlog.
2: Yeah, Can't even go though I, against
0: it. And and the Panthers are doing well, so I'm watching them instead which is making me happy and you know Sergei Bobrovsky has done better in net so that's 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 a nice miracle this season and yeah that, that's just stuff taking away from my attention from and uh, yeah and, and basketball I watched the heat even though they've been really inconsistent but I've been watching them so and some NBA games some outside games aside from that all right but yeah, but Blake Griffin, he's going to go over there, you know, hopefully. If he's healthy, he's, he's going to be good. He was good a couple seasons ago, and then he started falling apart. His knees went out, his back went out, his big toe went out, his ankle went out. He had arthroscopic surgery, left knee, you know, that that, that all that stuff. He, he, he turned 30-something, I think, right? He turned like 30. <laughs> Everything yeah. fell apart. Everything fell apart the moment you hit thirty. Just, just like every human being in the world, except for LeBron and so like Tom
1: Brady. Well, <laughs> and you're LeBron's and got that medicine, man. But yeah. that the question I would have to you is essentially this: um,
0: what, Was it the the secret? That's a spicy
1: sauce, or whatever. What?
0: what well, this, well, Ray this, Lewis this... is
1: that velvet antler deer, deer antler velvet? <laughs> um, not steroids. How dare we even make a suggestion that a man at like thirty-seven it looks like he can murder you and be a professional wrestler? But Really, this feels now or never for the Nets, and it shouldn't feel like that in this first year of this core thing, but that salary, because even though you don't really have to play, pay Blake anything after the fact, you still have to contemplate what you're doing with Harden in two years. can you give him an early extension? You still have Kyrie's contract. You still have mm-hmm. KD's contract. You still have DeAndre Jordan's Albatross contract, in my opinion. The guy's getting paid, what, four years, $88 yeah. million plus? for rebounding. That's the reason why they had to get Blake. And the thing is, his defensive skills are diminishing because DeAndre's kind of old too. And I think now that I think about the connection, DeAndre was probably the bigger push because they were lob-city together for some time. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan Um, is probably the reason he signed there. Yeah, and it didn't, me until right now because that's how insignificant of a player DeAndre Jordan has become. But people need to realize that guy was the top um, defensive center for, I I would say, four or five years. His offensive game was never going to be amazing, but he was even the best spurned romance story or soap opera in the NBA when he spurned the Mavs and then Doc and Blake go on the plane. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, they they pulled a Brett Favre of the Minnesota Vikings. You need to come here. We need you. But, I mean, I'm obviously disappointed. Granted, I was in the very, very small minority believing that he would help out, but it's the idea of... Not him. I would never say that he was the missing piece of the puzzle, but I viewed him as a puzzle cannot be complete without all the pieces in place. That's how I viewed it. And also, I'm just very anti Kelly Olenek, especially when there's a certain other center slash power forward who now may not be on the team. <laughs> and we'll see if we can reserve that for Andrew oh, boy, and yeah. his insight on it. Oh, so it's we'll kind of like I bit myself in the butt and I don't want anything to do Andre Drummond. Just, I'm just saying that right now. Yeah, don't want that contract? Don't want that. He's young, but I don't want that contract. I need a big with an offensive touch because I'm envisioning the second unit. That's yeah, all Andre I care. Andre
0: Drummond's about. a he's a, he's pretty efficient at what he does, but he's not going to give you a lot of points. He's good at everything else. You know, you know, he's a really great player the side, but he's going to give you what ten points, twelve points a night, maybe? Maybe.
1: depending if you're playing a team that has a small, really playing a yeah. power forward at center, maybe you get 14, 15 because he, he can't shoot at the free uh, at the three and he can't shoot free throws. There's my, uh, lifts kicking in there. I didn't know I have it till now. Um, but it's not there. He, he's basic. I don't think the poor man, Deandre is Jordan because both are, um, all-star players. Granted, mm. I don't think Drummond was there at all for obvious reasons, uh, or they had, but Deandre was definitely a shadow of, uh, of himself, but, Sometimes when you're looking, when you and I, I wish Andrew was here so we can kind of learn a goof on him a little bit, but if he's listening, we can kind of explain to him this way and for anybody who doesn't follow basketball. There's centers that you want to just rebound the board, uh, just box out the defenders so you get the rebounds, yeah. and then do the easy putbacks. And then there's the centers that I envision because sometimes I look at a starting caliber point guard. I want a guy who can initiate the offense, but also score and go clutch. I always think Mike Conley, Chris Paul, those are guys who I have wet dreams for as a point guard. The same kind of goes for a center on the bench who is taking over certain things who kind of shoot the ball very well or, and mind you, it's NBA. So it's interchangeable when I'm saying center, I'm also meaning power forward. Because they're they're really just close as an in inches, but oftentimes in today's NBA, there's really not one pure position. Hmm. But I'm looking at that big man on the second unit who's going to play 15 and 20 minutes a game, possibly to rebound well, to get the putbacks, but also you know stand up and shoot to at least be able to be a three point quality threat. And for anybody who wants to say Charles, what does that Miami look like comparison for you? It's Chris Anderson. Obviously, not the digital child porn that's on there. But when I say, yeah. But when I say why it worked is that team became night and day because they were still going through the movements, they were going through the gripes. But the way he kind of played out And, and today's game, I'm sure there's other former people. But that's what I mean by it is that when you're looking at that second unit, you don't want the same quality caliber person starting in that second unit to that degree. So you don't want somebody who's like your Bam well, it really is Olinic because Bam and him shouldn't really be sharing the same floor, but whatever you got to work with what you got, but it's like, you want the opposite to a degree of what Olenek is on your second unit. So, because the defense has kind of concerned us when we get to third and fourth quarter, we know that, but I don't know what's out there to kind of take a chance to fix our big situation. Cause I think it's, we don't have a good defensive big who can score off the bat and we're not going to get precious time. And I'm just like, just give me my precious. Right. Mm-hmm. And Now with the uh, Myers Leonard controversy, Uh, uh, if he's there, uh, he'd be very lucky. Uh,
0: Maybe that opens up some things, you know? Maybe. Maybe. We'll
1: see. What's the G League for if not looking for new talent and what team knows best how to get talent from the G League? Miami. Pat Reiler. Oh, yeah. Right? Let's just call it that. But you didn't watch the All-Star Game. I didn't watch the All-Star Game. No. I just have the little tidbits here.
0: LeBron, team LeBron won. Again, four straight seasons. Uh, Giannis won the. Well, they did name the the trophy after Kobe Bryant. We did talk about that when
1: when uh, Kobe passed go.
0: away, so that they, they, the trophy is named after him now. And did you the, see
1: Kyrie's um, push about rechanging from Jerry West not being um, the logo. Oh yeah, this we talked about that. Ago. But I, I, it doesn't. Yeah.
0: It, doesn't
1: <sighs> it doesn't have that same effect. But I can get it where Kyrie's coming from. But the problem is, is that. There's been so many great players in this generation of basketball. And And I'm saying last 30 years. And
0: and if you're going to change the logo from Jerry West to anybody, I would think it'd be Michael Jordan. you know, got to be Michael. But, of course, his most iconic symbol is for a company. So
1: that's the other thing. I mean, I know this sounds terrible, but I'm going to say it too. If you don't do a player, you should do a coach. And the only coach that would make sense is Phil Jackson. And then after yeah, just, just Phil but,
0: Jackson but, with his faint, his arms crossed and just like and you can and like the little silhouette of his glasses or something. But
1: but with the most but if you're listing out the best of the best in basketball and I understand and Phil's not out there on the field, the but he played. Yeah, you know he played. He has no, all the well actually no if you no, no
0: if you want the the full the full it, oh, Pat the full Riley, because Pat Riley played he coached. And he, as an executive, he so he well, he got three rings in all three fashions right there.
1: If it's not Pat, and that's not us doing a Miami Grandstand, you know,
0: went to New York and that was fun. <laughs>
1: the The only person I can think of, if you don't want to go that far out, would be one man who's actually a 2021 um, Nisman finalist as a coach it is Bill Russell, because Bill oh. did coach oh, the that's Celtics. True, yeah. Sixty-eight, sixty-nine, yeah, back to back. In the day
0: back. When, when there was like player coaches, that was back. So day. I
1: mean, if we had to switch it, because the problem is the last 20, 30 years, it, it similar, same, same but different. But the, still, the interview. West,
0: but Jerry West also fits the bill for mm-hmm. for because he, he played
1: special advisor. And all the reason
0: he didn't win more rings is because Bill Russell, the Celtics, were in the way. But then he makes the great transition into like the ultimate executive slash consultant for several especially teams out west several teams you know whenever like you're struggling hey maybe the pistons that's probably what they should do you probably just get get Jerry West on the line be like we'll pay you whatever you want I don't care we'll give you little Caesars every day and you fix our team <laughs> well, <that's laughs> or you tell us how to fix our out. team. So. Just
1: you know, you get you get our pizza that has no sauce except for a one bite yeah. that you take in. Get that hot. There and you ready. go.
0: Get that hot and ready. But
1: so I know Doug watched it because follow Doug OG on Twitter. You know, Doug just got an know, Xbox Series X. There you go. Maybe we'll get him to uh, do the goof gaming one day with yeah. us. Um, but can we just say I'm sick of like the no names for some of these contests? And I'm gonna say right now, I know it sounds vitriol and all that stuff. It's not but um, the dunk contest which has I, every year see, Anthony effect. Simons
0: of the Portland Trailblazers, Trailbla- Trailblazers Trailblazers won the dunk contest i don't i don't know who this man is
1: <laughs> so don't invite people that aren't actually all the of only those. person because i know my... is named
0: Anthony was Penny Hardaway and that that's yeah. the reason his name was Penny Hardaway because yeah, you yeah. know was...
1: I, I i'm just saying is that i can understand rising stars versus you know currents but the whole thing was that you're still trying to get people to view there because these—I and I don't want to call them no names—they made it to the pros. They have yeah. actually had some minutes starting out, but I'm going to say no names it to this in way.
0: relative to the the, uh, the real all
1: stars. It's the equivalent of watching and one dunk contest on YouTube. Just saying yeah. it, there is no
2: yeah
1: because I, I think the last few dunk contests I joined, I didn't Heck, enjoy the. Zachary you know what? That'd one. be a good idea. Add
0: one. The top dunkers versus NBA top dunkers. Why not? It's
1: all a specialty
0: show. Yeah. Because half of those guys let's, can't even... Look, I'm say let's see right if now. the amateurs, quote unquote, are better than the pros. Well,
1: I think you would agree with me on this. Some of the pros who are winning them dunk contests are not really that good dunkers in the game. Just no, saying it. Y- yeah. you,
0: you notice the most iconic of the dunk contests have all been the superstar guys that have been Correct. Harder. Because that's the reason they're superstars. That's, that's why they're kind of all-stars stars, right you, you have Jordan and, and Olajuwon, and and then of course Vince Carter because they were guys everybody knew they were guys that were just absolutely famous and and just really really great at just being athletes and these guys are great athletes but you know the superstars are are just another level
1: another level I mean Blake Griffin jumped over a Kia. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, Blake was, yeah. Blake Griffin, yeah.
0: Blake is probably like one of the last ones
3: that I remember.
1: You know, well, and remember I how they Howard? try to tell you that Ben Gordon and Zach Levine were supposed to be these great things? I'm like, man, their dunks were yeah. just dunks. I, I think their dunks were probably high scores because everybody gives a high score now. So I don't know how you rate a dunk contest because I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm five I foot f- seven, I now f- at a buck forty five, I couldn't touch the rim. So every dunk is a phenomenal dunk. You handed yeah. jam, jam. Well, that, that jam. makes the the, the oh, Spud Webb one when
0: he won was uh, that's the reason he won because dear God, this guy is tiny baby. Yeah, and he's up there flying, but but yeah, I forgot which player was watching it that wasn't an all-star but was watching it and was and it was like this that that's the reason I'll never be in a dunk contest because of the judging. Because well, it's—I I I like mean, it there was a whole the, front, the Dwayne okay. Wade controversy with uh, that guy in the Magic.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
0: There was that controversy when when he didn't give a high enough score, and instead it went to our boy at the Miami Heat. But still, you know, uh, was it Derek Jones Jr.? There we go. Yeah, airplane yep. mode. But still, like, it's all—it's so subjective. I wish I don't know what, what you can do. I don't know if there's an, like an AI that you can create or something like that to to make it better, but but it's not. I mean, really, it's it, you know one, when, when, when you compare like, like the it's, 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 nobody watches the Pro Bowl, all right, so I can't no, tell you like, any of the events there. But like, the, really, the only equivalent is I mean, the NHL has their All Star game, but it's all just uh, like the the extraneous stuff is like the skills competitions and and maybe the hardest shot is there or fastest skater. But really, there's nothing in the NHL that's equivalent to the dunk contest. But the dunk contest is probably the only equivalent to the home run derby. And the home run derby is exciting because most of the big guys go and do it. Most of the big boppers that you want to see do it, do it. So, and you you get memorable home run derbies. They change the format every few years just to, you know, spice it up. So it doesn't get too boring, but like the NBA Duck contest, there's only so much the human body can do. Before you start, I, once again, bring in the props, and having the guys wear throwback jerseys and stuff like that of other players that they're not even that they didn't even play for their team.
1: But there's only so I much think, you can do. I think the only thing you could do, and I'm not really a fan for, if it you can introduce some Mario those.
0: stuff in there, just have some. some I, I'm not against
1: stuff. it. You, know, you just okay. have somebody controlling it yeah, throw, 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 I throw I a beach ball, ball th-
0: throw throw dodge ball at the guy's face while he's trying to dunk and see if if you land a hit and he still finishes
1: the dunk <laughs> if you if they end up getting hit in the face be like okay you're in um, i think the only thing you do is just uh fan boating and i'm, I'm really against it for half the stuff but who else yeah. Uh, Would even, not? Who uh, even the fan viable? voting? It's like, oh my god! Some, I I know, I know. Somebody's not, is,
0: but. The, whoever uses the bot to to buy the PS5s and the Xbox Series Xs. Like the moment they, Be using the second it. they come out, is probably going to do that to to, to vote for I, I don't know some scrub on the Sacramento Kings because it's the only time the Kings will win anything. So, I uh, mean, I'm dunking on the Kings this this episode. Right? I, I, no, it was after who, that. Who the way they you? choked that last game that I saw. That's the reason I'm dunking on them. All right. I'm sorry. Was, uh, sorry, De'Aaron Fox. I'm sorry. And so, I don't know why I'm pro- apologizing specifically to him, but yeah.
1: Because he's the only relevant player. That's true. Poor, uh, poor Buddy Heald. I, mm. I, oh, yeah, I don't know how, how to read a good I don't know. Too.
0: Is a good yeah, but as you well? know, the
1: problem is you have Luke Walton, and Luke Walton Luke Walton sat this man on the bench for a bit. Mm-hmm. He was like, you're a six man now. So that goes to show <laughs> yeah. how you can be a good leader when the places are in place, and then when you have to build your own team, it's not necessarily there. Um, I, I, I don't know, but that, that's just weird. NBA, I had never had the interest in watching the – I haven't watched an actual All-Star game since probably 2010 because – when when something's meaningless uh, to me,
0: I don't care it, to waste my precious was, valuable time. This was the most meaningless super meaningless of the All Star games because there's no fans, and well, I don't know were there fans. Was it like the, like a small tiny group like they do here in Florida? But uh,
1: I, even I'm if there sure were, it was contained even if, to maybe journalists,
0: yeah, aspects. or family members maybe. But regardless, even if even if there was like. I don't know, if like they allow like 3,000 people into that arena. It's still paltry. It's still not the same. The whole point of the All-Star game is the spectacle of the damn thing with a huge crowd. Even if the game itself is meaningless, even if they're kind of going through the motions at some points and then they kind of only Are try they anybody at the end just to to win. But the the lack of that fervor Really hinders this thing. The reason All Star Games was created is just for fans. That was the reason the the first baseball All Star game was made. It's like, hey, let's get these guys together. They're all wearing their their home uniforms or road uniforms and stuff. It was kind of it was kind of cool to see, but now it's just like, I'm. I, we might as well have been watching some guy playing NBA Two K on Twitch. We might as well have yeah. just been watching that.
1: Are you disappointed that Donovan Mitchell just didn't go up and punch LeBron in his face? Uh, I was hoping on that. Th- yeah. That is a weird like feud going but the, on. But and the Jazz,
0: they, he, we, they can't afford to lose the man.
1: <laughs> they, he they he would have
0: had to some, punch LeBron so hard. It would have concussed him and kept him out. Sidney Crosby
1: style. <laughs> like the, <laughs> that. The people, that's there's the some only people way. who call him. There's some people who call him soft, but at, he's what twenty four, I think, now twenty five. Yeah, I get where he's. I also get where LeBron's coming from. Don't get me wrong, but it's one of those things where I like the fact, and we fell in love with him last year in the bubble in the playoffs. No, oh, yeah. I always thought he was a decent talent, but now I'm I'm kind of like bruh. Like the fact is, he's saying I can only, you know, he's not making excuses for his team, but all he's asking for is a little respect. And I think because LeBron has a little bit of a. Um, of a little bit of the Zen he's, master since we mentioned him, because he can mess with you on those mind games to get you aggressive. to kind of improve a little better. Yeah. yeah. He does passive well, aggressive he, stuff. He, that. He, he's not, he's not Mr. Twitter fingers like Kevin Durant and yeah. sorry, Kevin, but you do have like, you have more burners than a man cheating on his uh, fiance. Just he does straight the straight. backhanded compliments, you know? Yeah. And so for Donovan, oh. who is a perfect personality, I think for Utah, it's just straight up be like, I don't give a crap about what this guy's got to say. All I talk about is this trash and that trash and f them. That's really what's happening. And then LeBron's like, all right, young fella. But the thing is, I, you and I talked about this, um, and Brendan, Brandon, if he was on and we got to the West Coast, we would have gotten to this. We don't view the Clippers as a threat to LeBron's legacy. We view the Jazz as for this year, yeah. because right now it's just they're kind of completing. Mind you, they have faltered a little bit, but that's expected. What people need to understand is in basketball, it's rare for you to be number one throughout the whole process of it, I would say. But take it as a compliment, but I kind of love this little bit of an edge because LeBron for a long time in what the 17 years that he has had playing in the league, never really had anybody that kind of got up in his chili bowl this way. Um, Kobe didn't do it. Kobe, there was admiration, you know. There, there, there was there. Paul Pierce is like the only Kevin Garnett. I was okay. Garnett's like yeah, the, the, the only the guys.
0: One. The only. It's probably just the teams that had to deal with them, which is yeah, mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics because they, they were just made of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. are Just two guys who just they're bulldogs, right? They're, they, 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 they are from the streets, <laughs> especially yeah. Paul Pierce. He's from South Central, okay which is probably a rougher neighborhood than lebron is from for sure so there those guys right there and then of course you had like the spurs the spurs what well, they did it as a team right and they did it quietly <laughs> well but they're not in they're not jabbing in, in the and in way, 2014 yeah, they would. so and, and yeah Really, th- those are the only guys that I can think of that lately have done it. Maybe even the Golden State Warriors. But even then, that was more like LeBron having no no help whatsoever.
1: And when we say that, we're talking about that jaw jacking, where it's mm-hmm. kind of like, in your face, yeah. LeBron, I'm not going to let you get to us. Even though some people might say, don't take the bait. Sometimes you got to, because what you need in the NBA sometimes, because this is kind of what the NBA has come to, and I'm going to sound like a boomer, but I'm going to take this moment to talk about it. The NBA has become too buddy buddy, and I kind yeah. of miss a little we're, bit. We're on missing that, blood that
0: feud. '90s animosity. That was I there. need that
1: blood feud. The Bulls, because for the young cats out there, exactly the yeah. Pistons and the Bulls. I mean the Pistons and the Bulls. Everybody.
0: The Pistons and the Bulls. The the Knicks and the Bulls. The Heat and the Bulls. The Heat and the Knicks. The the Jazz. The Sonics. The Rockets. Like those those teams when they were playing each other, they hated each other. They hated each other, but there was genuine hate. You know, they become buddy buddy after like they're retired and things like that. For the most part, for some of them, you know, of course Isaiah Thomas is never going to be Michael Jordan's best friend, but,
2: but you know, Charles Barkley, Bill and
0: Beard, all those guys. The only reason Dennis Rodman maybe, but you know, Dennis Rodman's a crazy man. So when he's hanging out with Kim Jong Un, but mm. you know. There, that animosity, that hate, there, there's a, and it's really in a lot of sports. I mean, maybe NFL, you could in the NHL too, NFL and NHL, you, because of course, there's hitting when you're smashing everybody into each other, you're gonna get some animosity, all right? You had the, yeah, the, what was it the, the Titans and the,
1: oh my god, just cor- a, and um, the
0: Ravens, Cortland, you had that, Johnson, I'm talking you, about you about had that feud
1: ago.
0: right there, oh, yeah. all right? The Anybody, NHL Jalen Ramsey. The NHL is full of them, all right. We almost ha- had the the Flames and the Oilers last year, which honestly had that playoff series happen without the pandemic. It probably would have been incredibly bloody and incredibly awesome, and I everybody would have probably wanted it to last seven games. But yeah, that who can uh, forget
1: a Rod getting thrown to the floor like a punk ass? Oh yeah, the Red Boston. Sox,
0: the Red Sox, and the yeah. and the Yankees thrown down as well. Major League Baseball needs some of that. Some of that douchery as well sometimes. sometimes well,
1: that's, like, what, that's why we put our faith in Bryce Harper, yeah. who was a topic of conversation because yeah. my Manny friend is a also fan. is a guy
0: that, that pisses people off. So, you know, that's,
1: yeah. Like, he has a punchable face. We're our old uh, game that we used to do a couple I, segments I, Well, of, I just uh, watched the video on YouTube.
0: That. I just watched a channel on YouTube which is growing right now. It's called Baseball Doesn't Exist. And, yeah, he's had some pretty good videos. And I'm – i I guess because I cheer for the Marlins, so it doesn't really matter. But I've seen the the ways of Manny Machado, and he's he's a, yeah he's a douche. He is a douche. Yeah, man. he is a baseball. He's douche. not Johnny Hustle. And guess who his favorite player growing up was?
1: A Rod. Yep. A-Rod. And here's the thing: we feel old because A Rod to us in theory shouldn't be that long ago. But Manny Machado, we realized like 25, yeah. maybe a little bit younger, and we're like, oh god yeah he's but a-rod a-rod was the douche yeah and it's weird because he came from a couple years after as the most non-douche and player in all sports in ken griffey
0: jr this guy this guy uh, baseball doesn't exist did a video about a-rod as well to give you some more context and what jeremy tache who a friend of the show popped on a few episodes ago when he, when he said that a-rod is a sociopath oh Oh, he is in- incredibly right about that. There are—I don't know—there somebody has to be doing their 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 Ph.D. dissertation. Somebody has to have done one on A. Rod because that man should be examined. <laughs> man, oh man, where did go to, off? You know,
1: I have to love him. That's it. No, uh, we we went
0: where him. we went. You but,
1: you yeah, know you don't have yeah, he's. Uh, he's you know, they, he's awkward. He's not the awkward uncle at Thanksgiving dinner he's that the, you want to be left look, the,
0: with. the Oakland A's celebrated their 1989 World Series championship, and they had to invite Jose Cansego. Yeah, and he was there, and Mark McGuire didn't show up. You know, of course McGuire like the hitting coach for I think the Padres or something like that, so he has an excuse. But of course, even if the day what, well, even if they had a day off, I don't think he would have shown up because Canseco was there. I'm sure. If the Yankees do a 2009 reunion in 2029 and Derek Jeter still owns the Marlins and A-Rod's invited, I- I'm pretty damn sure Jeter's going to be like, yeah, the-, the Marlins are playing. I got to be in the building. Uh, I can't show up. To- Just have my video at Yankee Stadium like, saying, hey, thanks for celebrating our championship. You know, so yeah. Okay, man, we went off, where where are we? Well, we were this, talking this about NBA playoffs. All-Star
1: and how it's playing. Yeah, well, that's and so I think that concludes on NBA concludes and all it. our talk there.
0: Okay, let me get a smaller segment out of the way just to just to make the transition here cuz uh, I think I'll leave the hockey stuff to the second half.
1: So let's that let's works. pop in here. So there's some good announcements for the people who could listen to hour 2 or presumably hour 2 and 15. Mm-hmm. We got stuff about hockey. We'll disclose to that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, some stuff. That I'm, I'm, I'm also kind of hoping Andrew does show up so we can talk about it because he is excited. I mean, and exciting. for
1: everybody, we we literally don't know. He just sometimes he'll just pop in the yeah. whole time, like during his studies. He's like, I'm not gonna be on it, and we just hear this dulcet tones mm-hmm. and excited breathing, and we're like, oh god, he's here. <laughs> so kind of like Candy Man. So I'm doing a you go girl,
0: this time. Okay. By. We, we haven't had that in a while. It's Women's History Month, so we, we must do a You Go Girl. I'm hoping to do one for each episode to finish out the rest of March. And this one's a good one because it is recent. It is pertinent. And and she she did some things. Renee Montgomery, everybody. So Renee Montgomery. Go. WNBA. Drafted fourth overall in 2009, went to UConn, won the 2009 National Championship because UConn women's basketball is dominant, <laughs> to say the least. That's, that's an understatement. Yeah.
1: So, Omnipotent?
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. So she she won the Honda Sports Award, which is the best women's college basketball player in the country her final her her final year there 2009 she played between 2009 and 2020 she played in wnba as well as some overseas teams as well but mainly the minnesota Lynx, the connecticut sun the seattle storm and finally the atlanta dream and keep that in mind she won 2015 2017 championship with minnesota She made the all-star team in 2011. She was the sixth woman of the year in 2012. She has done some broadcasting lately, Fox Sports Southeast. It's a studio analyst for the Atlanta Hawks. And she has her own podcast, Take Line Podcast. So we don't compete with her, obviously. We're we're at the bottom. We're at the abyss. If she would like to
1: join us and we appear, we we grace her and her excellent podcast with our presence and misinformation we'd be happy to do that indeed so but yeah late this is this is
0: the big power move that she's made she's now part owner of the atlanta dream
1: much congratulations
0: so but there is a story to all of this and i shall present it to you guys so a woman by the name of kelly loffler she was a former u.s senator And keep them keep that in mind as well from the state of Georgia. But she is a businesswoman, and she oh, that one, mm -hmm, she co owned the Atlanta Dream with another person since 2011. Now, a lot of things went down last year, to say the least, as well.
1: It's so weird to say that we're out of 2020, but I realize we're in March and we're not even just in early March anymore. Tomorrow's double digits, yes,
0: yes, indeed. So Things went down last year with regards to the virus but also with regards to social justice in the United States and so the Atlanta Dream players who are mainly black, African American they were openly for the cause of of the Black Lives Matter movement after George Floyd was murdered and so kelly loffler the co-owner of the atlanta dream had an issue with that now kelly loffler was at the time a u.s senator she was she wasn't elected by the way she was appointed to that after i guess some dude died and so she had that seat in january of 2020 and my Man, this is this is quite a way to lose your Senate seat in less than a year. This should be a movie. Was it How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or whatever? How, how, to, how, how
1: to Lose a Team in 10
0: Days? How to Lose a Team, How to Lose a Senate Seat in 10 Days, I guess. Well, anyways, Kelly Loeffler, she... I'm not going to get into politics too much. There are a lot of reasons why she lost. But as far as the... Sports aspects concerned, she was she had an issue with her players openly uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement, and she openly expressed that uh, the WNBA and the WNBA Players Association shouldn't be bringing injecting politics into the sports and things like that. You know, and that's the that's the safe way that people who are against that try and do that. But regardless, regardless, we're gonna move forward move forward in time so her seat was up come the November elections of 2020 and she was going off against Raphael Warnock a reverend and the WNBA players threw all of their backing to this dude which was part of the spark that led to This man gaining a lot of support, especially with the African-American community in the state of Georgia, which is incredibly large, especially in Atlanta, which is a mostly black city. And that that snowballed, snowballed into this woman, Kelly, losing her Senate seat to Raphael Warnock after the whole thing just recently, after all the votes were counted. And so... And she earned, by the way, the Deadspin Idiot of the Year from there. <laughs> so that's that's their version of our Goon Award. And so, yeah, that that is so... And now, just a few weeks ago, or a couple weeks ago, Renee Montgomery, along with this other dude and some other... I think one more other person, have bought into the Atlanta dream now. So... I believe she may keep doing her podcast, I would assume, but maybe leaving the broadcast booth for the Hawks and focusing on her Atlanta Dream Team. I think she'll have like a similar position to like Derek Jeter with the Marlins, handling the day-to-day operations of the team, but she is the first female owner of a WNBA team. So that's been more than twenty years since the WNBA was first conceived. I believe ninety six or ninety eight when they started, somewhere around there. So it took until now, but here we are. So you go, girl. You did it. You go, girl. Indeed. Yeah, I was I was sitting on this one, but for the last couple weeks after I saw this news, I was like, whoa, she did it. Okay. All right, let's get. You always like to
1: see a player get to own a team. Because normally, even if it's a small percentage of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I... I mean, we talked about it, too. We talked about it, what would we do with, like... A, oh, actually, no. We talked about what if we could be like Adam Gase and just completely tank a team. That would be kind of fun, too. That would be kind of fun. That, too. Yeah. All right. So that's a you-go, girl. And I think I can pull out Let's look at another one to, to bridge ourselves to get to the halfway point. Now, we started a lot later because of technical and or work difficulties for me so this episode will run a bit long but I think Charles his his beloved taco whatever he's got waiting can can wait a tiny bit but you know we'll, we'll keep going well, maybe Andrew can pop in we'll see but let's go with uh, oh uh, yeah I had a forgotten player I've been sitting on this one for a while so players remember forget and I can't do this one because Andrew's not here but The player that I'm remembering is Terry Bradshaw.
1: Hmm. I mean, shocking, but you have my curiosity. (laughs) It's not the one you're thinking of. Okay, because I was about to say. (laughs) Granted, I don't think I could stand him now in his old age, but whatever, right?
0: This is Terry Bradshaw on the screen here. He played in Major League Baseball. He looks nothing like the other Terry Bradshaw whatsoever. He
1: presumably has hair. That's yes, a good thing. Yes, maybe.
0: I'm not sure. He's there. So Terry Bradshaw was mainly a pinch hitter and outfielder. Went to Norfolk State. Drafted in 1990. Ninth overall. Oh, no. In the ninth round, sorry. By the St. Louis Cardinals. Played for the Cardinals. Uh, not many games. 34 games between 95 and 96. That was his entire Major League career. 162 games. And actually, no, wait. Yeah, no, that, that's it. That's his entire major league career. And only 262 batting average and 17 hits, 65 at-bats. And, but his post-career has gone well. He currently is the heading coach of the Kansas City Royals. He's been okay, doing that so since.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's some prospects there. How yeah. long has he been doing it for?
0: Yeah, well, the Royals just uh, flipped for... Andrew Benintendi as well, so that just, I don't know. Well, I guess they're they're, they're looking towards the future there, but okay. Well, he's the heading coach since 2018, but he's been with the Royals staff since 2000, so he's been on that team for a long while. He's been through so the he's got of the a World bat. Series ring. And that's what I was going to get to. He won a ring in 2015. Oh. He was the minor league heading coach, or the minor league heading coordinator from 2013 to 2017 so some of the guys that were on that 2015 probably passed through one of the teams he was on or during or saw him in the minor league system and so he helped develop those guys and now he's up in major leagues and we'll see where his career takes him after this but there you go terry bradshaw 2015 champion all right we remember you dude we remember you Hmm. Okay. Well, there's only there's eight minutes and I can stretch my hatred for Sonic Gloss World for eight minutes, well, okay?
1: Side note, Andrew <laughs> messaged us saying that he's parked and can talk for a few minutes, so do we want to do the Andrew cameo? Maybe have him tell us what the tour of the islands looks like if what? he's available. Well, whenever he wants to pop
0: in. I told him whenever he wants to pop in, he can pop in.
1: I will so- message him. <laughs>
0: so well anyways it's kind of like a vampire you need permission to come this out. is a kind of a like a non-sponsor uh, uh, well an anti-non-sponsor really really that's that's what this is about because ma- andrew you're here yes i am okay i hear you faintly but you're there you're there so you went on your awesome grand world tour
3: world quote unquote but yes
0: and you did show us some some pictures of your beloved UCF. I didn't call it a front for drugs or anything earlier in the show. No, sirree. <laughs> uh,
3: you're going to die later, but
0: okay. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyways, uh, and of course, you, you, you got to sit down and lounge next to the, uh, next to the beach, listen to the ocean waves crashing along the shore. So, it
3: was lovely, it was, it was much needed
0: So you Getting went to started. Was it, you went to India Atlantic, right?
3: Yep, India Atlantic
0: India Atlantic, uh, Florida
3: Which for those who Don't know Florida or, or kind of know A little bit about Florida It's right next to Melbourne Which is
0: North of Charles
3: an hour, About mm-hmm. an hour Or so west sorry
0: east of
2: orlando Hmm.
3: more or less
0: so all right now you went to ucf any sort of i'm sure you visited or, or looked around the facilities for your your sports but you did see a softball game so what did you see
3: well uh number i believe 22 ucf Face off against number two Arizona, the Wildcats, and uh, we took them down. It was the end of a extended winning streak and an even more extended uh, streak of not being shut out. We took them down to zero. Um, it was definitely it was a very tight game. I will I will say that. Um, you know, it was a few timely hits that, well, I was I didn't see the first run because it happened as I was walking into the stadium. Um, but I am under the impression that it may have been due to an error because I saw um, there was an error on the board and there was a run. But anyway, but it was it was a tight game. I think Arizona had, like, three hits, three or four hits. UCF had three or four hits. It it was tight, but UCF eked it out. They got it done. Uh, they pulled off what they needed to do and took down number two. So that's a huge resume booster um, going into conference play in a few weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they've got a nice skylight at their ballpark because it's got the football stadium in the background.
3: Indeed. Uh, The softball stadium is located southeast of the stadium. Um, It's got a... Everywhere you look at UCF, is very pretty. Uh, And I'll show you guys some more pictures of what I took, but uh, some guy said that usf is prettier than ucf having seen both campuses trying to be as unbiased as possible there are areas that that usf is prettier in some regards but overall it's definitely ucf hands down
0: Mm. okay anyway well we all know it's better than uf they're all better than Uh, uf yes okay Uh, well well, so far, we've talked NBA, so you don't have to worry about that if you're going to stick around for that. And we're about uh, to hit the halfway point. If you want, we could do a non-sponsor early so you can at least get that in.
3: Uh, I have just a few minutes, so I'd rather get off my chest when I need to get off and then head off to... Is
0: it Gottlieb's Goons? Yep. Okay, well, let's let's head on over there then. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's get it over with.
3: Uh,
0: Myers Leonard, everybody.
3: Well, I'll let, I'll let you, well, I'll, I'll explain, explain the best that I know because I didn't really see much of it. I just saw the actual, I saw a tweet with the clip in it.
0: Oh, it's, it's, it's really, it is what it is. <laughs> There's not much more to explain. So, all right, I will explain this to introduce you and then and then you, being the the demographic of people afflicted by this, will get what you need to say, all right? All right. All right. Unfortunately, our beloved Miami Heat finally have a goon. Me and Charles. But, yeah, Myers yeah. Leonard. Myers Leonard, he – oh, man.
3: Showed oh. his real colors.
0: I don't even call it screwing the
3: coach. You know, there's bound to be a problem when someone has two first names. Yep. That that's that's the that's a huge tip off that someone is going to be evil is if they have two first names.
0: Oh my god. Okay. So. Oh, there's so many things. Okay. So Myers Leonard was on Twitch playing. Uh, what was he playing? Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because
1: yeah. Of course, he was
0: playing Call of Duty. Uh, probably Call of Duty Warzone, most likely. The, the Battle Royale one. And as many people who play military first-person shooters are want to do, he said something incredibly offensive. <laughs> but not offensive in, in the sense, oh, he used the curse word. Because, you know, we all use curse words. I mean, Charles is like, does nobody say... A uh, motherfucker like like a like an adult anymore. I, I I, I, I,
1: yeah, I I don't get it. I know when I get angry and I get angry often, I either say bullshit, 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 like yeah. a typical you know person, or I say motherfucker. Yeah. So
0: no, Myers- that's not Myers Leonard. Yeah, yeah, but uh, My- Myers Leonard and a lot of other people tend to go the more racial anti-religious anti or not or or, or, you know ethnically offensive anti-semitic routes and myers letter did it this time and oh god the excuses if that one if that excuse from uprocks is even real that he said that he claimed he didn't know what the word meant then (laughs) oh boy this man is is 29 years old there's no way there's no way All right, you went to school, good sir. University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Okay, well, I guess that's a regular University of Illinois. Anyways, he used a racial slur or ethnic slur against uh, Jewish people, anti-Semitic. And Andrew Sagona, you are a Jewish man. Uh, I already saw what Gabrielle, who was on our show a few weeks ago, she is also Jewish. And Jeremy has tweeted a, a huge sigh on his and he's also Jewish. Andrew, you are Jewish and you have a few minutes. Please tell us what you feel.
3: Well, let me let me start off by saying that if it is true that he didn't know what that meant, I actually think that it's that's worse than if he knew what it meant. Now, let me explain. Hmm. So, I'm not going to actually say the word because it is, I've I've avoided
0: it's basically it's, the the Jewish equivalent of the n-word let's just say that
3: Exactly First off it's inexcusable that he said it but I'm not surprised and I, I don't know anything about this guy I hadn't even knew he I didn't even know he existed before today but In light of what is going on politically, what is going on in the world, I'm not surprised that that word would slip out. Um, it's, Jews have been scapegoats for thousands of years, going back to the Romans, um, I I won't delve too much more into the politics and the religion of it, because this Ah. is sports goose. Uh, We don't dive into heavy stuff, but I digress. Uh, It's... The reason I'm not surprised... I I may be repeating myself. I'm trying to... I've kind of gathered thoughts on the way back, but... uh, it's anti-semitism has been there forever, basically. And over the past few years, it kind of resurfaced in a more explicit way. It's, it's always been there. Um, you know, you'd see the occasional firebombing of a synagogue or mm. anything like that. Um, Terrorist attacks, you name it. Um, that's all the explicit stuff that you see in the news. But always simmering underneath was the uh, the shit like Jewish space lasers. Um, yes. You, you know the Co- uh, not the Koch brothers. The well, well, You know X. Ex- Yz yeah runs Hollywood, runs the media, runs the banks. Um, it's it's a not so thinly veiled attack against Jews, and that's how it's been recent before the past few years. It's, yeah, it it goes up and down. It goes up and down in terms of how it the anti-Semitism is. You know, during your low periods, you've got that that uh, you know big nose caricature, or um, and I don't mean to say that stuff like I needed to do from Family Guy is bad. That was freaking hilarious. That was probably my favorite episode of Family Guy. There is a line, and uh, kind of like what the Supreme Court said when it came to. Explicit material, you know it when you see it. Um, I couldn't give you a hard and fast rule. I mean, I love Blazing Saddles, and that was so offensive in many ways. Um, But this is not that. And it's... The fact that it's so explicit is not that surprising. I mean, look at that NASCAR dude last year who used the N-word on air, or not on air, when he was streaming. Or it, mm-hmm. it, it, it happened. It, it sucks that it happens. It shouldn't happen. Um, and the reason why I say I'm, I would be more concerned if he didn't know... What what it meant is because that means that it's starting to seep into the subconscious. The uh, it's becoming an accepted, a more accepted way of speaking in society. Or it's been thrown
0: around so freely in the first-person shooter online community that you know it's like um it's been no. it's like it's 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 numbed people to I don't know I'm not even sure
3: yeah desensitization Mm -hmm. is that's a better word problem you know it's like the the R one um that is highly offensive to people with disabilities um but it was thrown around so much hell I heard kids in middle school using that word. Oh, yeah. Uh, or uh, Black Eyed Peas, Let's Get It Started. The song was actually originally called Let's Get yeah. Forward. Mm-hmm. People with disabilities are starting to kind of pull that term back into... It is a derogatory term. Same thing with, with black people. They're starting to pull back the n-word from being so desensitized that you could just that white people just throw it around all the time if mr two first names doesn't know what it truly meant and he just thinks of it as some kind of insult like uh like like you said motherfucker
0: yeah douche yeah douchebag things like that yeah
3: if he's throwing it around like one of those, that is a huge, huge problem, and that is more concerning for me. So I've said my piece. Let me talk about what needs to happen next. First off, he needs to get cut. There cannot. <laughs> the Miami Heat. Well, I don't.
0: I don't know if you know this, Andrew. It's. Miami Heat owned by Mickey Harrison, who is Jewish.
3: That was another thing I was going to talk about. I forgot <laughs> to mention. He picked, he picked the wrong market to use that slur in. If Welcome to Miami. In, Have you ever been to Miami Beach? <laughs> if he was in uh, Oklahoma City, there are no Jews in Oklahoma. Utah. If, uh, it's all Baptist. <laughs> In in Oklahoma City or yeah in Salt Lake City, that's the Church of Latter Day Saints. Yeah, there are, there are obviously there are Jews everywhere, obviously, but when you look at OKC or Salt Lake City, then you look at South Florida. Yeah, the
0: only the only other worst place would have been like New York.
3: Exactly. Uh, for those who don't really know the demograph of the demographics. Once you hit, like, Miami Beach and everything, like, Aventura North, so we're talking North Miami-Dade County, that's all Jews. they are Jews everywhere. You know, in, in Miami Beach, you see people yeah. wearing... Uh, not one synagogue you know? in Hialeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far <laughs> as I know. know. But, like, in Miami Beach, you see people... and it, it, it. Oh, yeah. The first... The first time I, they're wearing Mm -hmm. kippahs,
0: they're wearing... uh, Yeah, on Saturday, everybody's walking to
3: and fro. Yeah. Exactly. And and it surprised me the first time I really kind of went down there because I'm so used to not seeing that, people kind of practicing in secret almost because of all the shit of anti-Semitism. Yeah. I was uh, helping my sister with an event with Israeli soldiers a couple of years ago. You had three security guards manning the gate, armed security guards, and that happens everywhere when it's the high holidays. That's that's the those are the big holidays for Jews. That's Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Happened in September-ish. We go by the lunar calendar, uh, so things switch around a bit compared to the Gregorian calendar. Every synagogue that I've been to has a police presence in front of the synagogue during those because of this anti-Semitism bullshit. Sorry, I went on off on a tangent. I apologize. Um. So yeah dude picked the wrong market to offend, and I didn't even know the owner was Jewish, but there you go. So, he needs to be cut immediately. Uh, I mean, I can... I'm all about due process and all that jazz, but I cannot imagine a scenario where he would be justified in using that. Yeah,
0: and the, the the whole thing and he sat there for like a couple seconds to think of a word to insult whoever he was playing against and he came up with that one out of all the words out of all the offensive words he could say he chose that one when charles like a decent human being would
1: have used the word motherfucker it's not even about decent it's really just about not a decent i'm just not a hate-filled person the way it's it is very, and i put it in the notes that i'm my two cents on a very limited basis because i know andrew has a very personal touch to it it i'm not going to give much status into uprocks but you do find people who say things that they know they shouldn't say and they always find an excuse to why they said it or they say i know i heard a lot they give you the my lawyer wrote this apology where they go and say, my my words they have hurt people, happened. they have done this, The know tap. that My words have hurt people, we know this, but it's one of those things where like we tell people, you and even though Andrew didn't know who he was, we know who he was, you know, not even because he plays with the Heat, I know yeah. when he was in Portland. Yeah. Um, for for him, it's just more or less, this is the stats that you have. And since we've been kind of a, and I know Andrew doesn't want to go into the deeper politics, but the reality is this has been a politically challenged climate mm-hmm. where everybody wants to say free speech and mix that in with offensive speech and mix that in with racist, discriminatory or anti-Semitic or xenophobic Whatever you want to call him, pancake at speech, and they want to defend certain things. So for him not to be, and I understand what people can say. So a guy should lose his job because he said a word, and I would say it would happen to everybody else, right? He's not even that great of a player. Yeah, <laughs> that, exactly. Or that up right there. Yeah, I forgot when was the last time he played. It, I, don't, I don't even remember. So it, it's about accountability, and. I can think of all the anger and all the rage because I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. And when I'm insulting somebody um, and the words that might come out of my mouth, but it definitely isn't um, the K word. It ain't the N word. It ain't the F word. It ain't any of that stuff that comes into it. You know, I like to use the universal word of mother, you know, go from there, my MFers. But to say something like that live coming into it is who you are. It's what you say in the home. And you have status. You have something that the three of us do not have right now. We will be better than you, Myers, maybe, hopefully. Jimmy Butler, come join our show. Please follow us on Twitter. Um, FJOJR, Jeffrey Hollis, Charles Latru, follow us on because I always have the plug. It's great. But we, three men, same age, same age. 31, 33. Yeah, uh, we're, Georgia, we're within 40, the range. 29. We would have gone to school with this guy. Yeah, we're, we're in range. We're educated. We go from the stuff. Those words ain't ever going to come out of our mouth, right? Because that's not who we are. So don't give me a BS reason. And listen, he'll probably, if he gets released, someone will pick him up because it's the nature of the business in all sports because it's a very what-have-you-done-for-me-lately thing. And if you're a need, you're needed. But um, I I, I, I want to see what that backtrack is uh. because – I feel like there's going to be people who are going to say, oh, it's not such a big deal, especially since I would say to add more drama and flair into this, there's already people saying well, to, add, e- there's already people saying to add even more drama and flair. It would kind of come into it saying, oh, come on. Uh-huh. And once you have somebody trying to defend a position, saying, oh, come on. That's when you're like, oh, wait, is this what you say in between? Please mm-hmm. tell me more because oh, yeah. I do have Jewish friends. You know, I've had family members that married into the religion. Um, everybody has their own kind of uh, touch to it, but it, it's not so much of a, it's a representation that, of past arms and you should like, Oh, there's current issues going on right now. Yeah. So I don't, I, you
3: oh, know, oh, yeah. you so wait, can I interject really quick? Go ahead. Of course. So I just saw currently NBC sports put out a, an article talking about this and it's making my blood boil which Oh boy is in, in impressive considering that my blood was already simmering because
0: after all this. Oh, NBC. So this is why you're losing your freaking sports division.
3: So here it it puts the quote it says the quote in bold. So it the quote is fucking cowards, don't fucking stipe me, you blank bitch. They censored
0: uh, yeah, they censor every other word except the offensive one. Oh my
3: god! What the fuck? <laughs> there, there we go. That is, that's the problem here. Oh
0: my problem god! Problem in a nutshell, I'm not even. I, I was gonna, I was gonna search for it, but I sure as hell, I am not now. I'm glad I looked at it on my phone.
3: That. For
0: anyone... Okay, we already got suspended on YouTube because of the NHL. I'm not going to get suspended for this. NBC Sports, you're not taking us down for that. So, again... For all the shit that I talked about them about. (laughs) That's
3: that's an extension of the issue right there. Oh, boy. There... Again, I'm going to bring my journalism background into this. I love when I can actually talk about shit that I know. One of the golden rules, not golden rule, but a big rule in journalism is do not use derogatory language, slurs, curses, anything, unless it is absolutely necessary to the quote. It has to be, like, not a shadow of a doubt. When in doubt, don't use the word. Either blank it out completely or censor in some way. Like F blank of F asterisk 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 (laughs) I-N-G. That is acceptable. But they didn't censor the actual derogatory slur. They somehow think that fucking... Is more, is more offensive than the actual slur. That infuriates me. That is somehow even worse than his asshole using the term in the first place. And ultimately, that is the point here that I've been making for the past God knows how long. Uh, and it, this confirms it to me. The term has been desensitized. And that is scary. And it takes a lot to scare me when it comes to problems in Judaism because I'm used to all the anti-Semitism shit that comes out. I mean, it's it's kind of hard. Can you guys imagine if you went to... What would you say is, like, the most holy day of Christianity? Uh,
0: Christmas. Or Easter.
3: Okay, Midnight Mass for Christmas. That's, okay. Oh, okay. Imagine, imagine
1: if... So shows you how much I've been to church lately. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy doesn't practice nada, so I can't tell you.
3: Imagine if going to Midnight Mass or Easter or any other big gathering, that <laughs> you had to have police presence. Yeah. In front, of, in front of Jewish schools, you have fucking fences and bars. Uh, I I know all that shit, and yet somehow I am beyond shocked by what NBC Sports just did. And that, like I said, it takes a lot to surprise me about stuff anymore. I. Uh, it's funny. I have a I have a Team Israel hat from the 2017 World Baseball Classic. It is collecting dust in my room. Well, I'm scared as that, hell to wear that outside. Yeah. And... I, I mean, I, I, I have to go in a minute, but I just pray. I pray to whatever God there is, whether you believe it or not, I, I pray to... I don't even pray to, I don't even forget the gods here. I'm praying to the powers that be to actually take a stand and don't let this go any further. We, it was a great this past year. We had Black Lives Matter and it was amazing and so important. And there is finally, finally seems to be some. <coughs> positive movement toward helping, making things better for black people, BIPOC, black indigenous people of color. It's it's still a long way to go, and I'm not saying that we fixed everything because of the protest this summer, this past summer. But for the love of God, please have something like that for Jews right now. Just in the past year, we had Nick Cannon basically yep. saying that Jews are the devil or whatever the hell he said. And then who the fuck was that Philadelphia Eagles player? The yeah. Jackson, yeah. I
0: think? No, I think it was uh, Steven Jackson from the, the NBA player that was...
3: No, there was someone instance, else. There
0: was, uh, there was yeah, but no, there. I get what you mean. No, I, but, I remember. So the same,
3: said the same fucking shit as McCann at Ice-T. Speared that same bullshit. And nothing happened. I'm hoping that maybe this time something will actually change. But I am not holding my breath. Because this shit has been going on... Ever since the Jews, the Jewish religion was created 5,700 years ago, or whatever. So I'm not holding my breath, but God, I yeah. I just hope that there's a, a a JLM movement, if you will, because, like I said, this the term has become desensitized and that's the beginning of the end unless you nip it in the bud and that starts with this asshole getting fired no team picking him up make it clear that you don't stand for this shit. make him do more than just a little stupid public apology that probably his lawyer wrote for him make him go to Talk to a Holocaust survivor like that football player did.
0: I mean, Ray Allen, Ray Allen who, you know, played for the Miami and I did a Let's Hall We yonder. love Ray Allen. He, he would, because he was so moved by the Holocaust Museum, every time he would be on a different team, he would make it a point every time they visited D.C. to face the Wizards to take his teammates to the Museum.
3: Thank you, Ray Allen. You're my real. You're my MVP.
0: Oh yeah, Ray Allen's an but, MVP for life.
3: That's an amazing thing to do. Or like Jillian Edelman, who is Jewish, took whoever that football player was, took him to the, the National Jewish Museum, and a Holocaust survivor spoke to that football. There's a Holocaust right? museum down in Miami Beach.
0: Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I don't know. It's next to the convention that. center. You know. But I Ray Allen lives here. He can Ray Allen take some people down good. and be like, "Hey, let's let's educate some folks."
3: Ray Allen, come on the show. We'd love to have you and discussing this topic. You seem to actually know your shit. But and we can talk about that miracle three pointer that you did in the finals a while back. But yeah. I, I, there's, I could go on for an hour, and I've already taken up much more than I thought I would need to.
2: But that is, like,
3: for our listeners out there, I apologize for – when we say that we're the Marianas Trench of, of sports podcasts, we mean we're talk, we'll talk stuff about, like,
0: cornhole. Yeah, well, it's, it's every once in a while – an oil tanker will sink down and we got to deal with it.
3: And I, I, I was going to say that I apologize for turning this pol- political, but I know I am standing up for me. I am not apologizing.
0: I kind of semi turned it political in our you go girl earlier. So don't worry. It's kind of been the theme to start off a little bit, but I, I will say, okay, so I'm going to close this out and we can, get to the halfway point even though we're way past that uh yeah so myers leonard he's already lost his sponsorship for streaming which was a pc company i guess that builds pcs and stuff so he's already lost that and yeah yeah well gosh man okay i've been uh, and i just passed the miles i've been on i've been on youtube for 15 years guys (laughs) not great at it but i'm not awful at it and i've learned a lot of things Over that time period. Okay. I've done a lot of things. We're doing this show. Just. uh, (laughs) You just gotta think. You just gotta think. You're on live TV. There's a camera pointing at your face. Everybody can hear you. Everything gets recorded. You are literally pressing the button to do this. And yet all of that happened. As much as I hated Sonic Lost World last night. When I was playing through that. Not once did I call Sonic the Hedgehog the K-word. Okay? Not once did I do that. I didn't call him the N-word. I didn't call any of that. I just said this game is awful. I hate it. And I was done with it. The fact that this came up in your brain is awful. And you learn this stuff over time. But usually you learn you know, from people you grow up and stuff like that, and you kind of get that stuff out of your... Usually, bef- before you leave high school, because by that point, you need to go out in the world and deal with other human beings who are different from you. Apparently, Myers Leonard didn't. And even he, though know, he's been in the NBA, he's 29 years old, he's a grown-ass man. He should know this shit. <laughs> he's a grown-ass man. He should know this shit. Oh my god. And I... Once again, well, hey, I, I, I uh, yeah, let's, yeah, that's it. That's it.
3: I, I, I'm done. I'm heading off. I, I appreciate you at an event. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you guys more in general Recap my trip. Um, and hey, if anyone who's watching has any questions, you know, my Twitter handle, uh, send me a DM or whatever. If you know me on Twitch, send me a private message or whatever. And I am more than willing to go into more depth with this, uh, about this with you. I want, aside from this guy to never play professional basketball again, I want this to be a teaching experience, a a learning moment. Uh, Because the more learning moments there are and the more people that actually understand what is happening, the closer we get to more equality for Jewish people and ultimately for everybody
0: alright then well said peace out guys adios okay alright then that that got heavy (laughs) oh boy
1: you you can't resist the world even though you want to right yeah
0: gosh darn it some things you can't avoid we could have just forgotten you on the bench and yet you did this man look what you did Look what you did to our, our happy-go-lucky program. Uh, let's let's cleanse ourselves with a word from our non-sponsors. People, places, things, concepts. Let's get this guy's face out of, out of the screen here. That we've been enjoying over the last week. Alright, so I guess Andrew won't be here for this segment, unfortunately. I'm sure he would have given it to UCF or India Atlantic or something like that. Or whatever hotel he was staying at but whatever we'll we'll talk we'll hear about it next week i would assume uh, it's just me and you charles
1: so All
2: right well
1: you want to start i'll i'll start one and i, I can copy another one for andrew because they're kind of like joined in and we mm-hmm. have a secret one if you know what i mean so i'll talk about the secret one in a second you know i'm just gonna start with it our our lords our kings everybody because i have multiple but i'm gonna start with this one the Goofs reunited We saw each other Friday. It was nice. We haven't seen each other in quite some time. It was a good little get-together as Francisco and Andrew are trying to avoid Miami traffic, and I'm trying to avoid getting down to Miami traffic. And we spent some time together BSing at our favorite spot, the Taco Bell, Mm -hmm. the Bell of Tacos, the Champagne of... Mexican fast food industry. I don't even know if you are Mexican anymore. <laughs> I, well, you know what? It, it's 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 the champagne Mexican of, of it, it's the champagne of eateries. That's yes. why I'm calling it. All We are Sims for you. Everybody mm-hmm. knows this. Um, I, because you guys know, it was a process to get my wisdom teeth out, and then when I was out the wisdom teeth, then my fillings, and I had to get a root canal, then I had to get a crown. So I have not been able to have like a hard taco in the longest time Mm -hmm. so what did i order by golly i ordered a um a bacon club chalupa combo so i I was able to get that deliciousness that was nice and more for me with a baja blast which i haven't had in some time because i eat kind of healthy and then i kind of don't eat healthy but i haven't had a box i I try to avoid the uh sugar drinks really that's actually just what's been helpful in my health and all that but i was gonna have that and then I was able to have some hard tacos. Guys, I haven't had hard tacos in a year. Why? Because when I had my wisdom teeth, when I would bite down. It would, it would just stab at the nerves. It was the most painful thing. Oof. I would rather take sitting on a testicle versus having Oof. a piece of a hard taco stabbing me into my nerves. It's a no bueno, boys. And I guess I'm so used to Andrew being there. I say, boys. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen of the world. And then I had a bean burrito, no onions for leftover for dinner that night. It was delicious. So Taco Bell, we always love you. That's, I guess, what would be the group non-sponsor, maybe Andrew's non-sponsor, as I'll encourage it there, because I have one of my own individual things. But I wanted to give them a shout out because they always seem to be there. But damn it, man, I don't know about you, but it was delicious. Muy delicious. Indeed. Taco Bell, promo code, champagne of fast food eateries.
0: Okay. All right, well. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one to start with. That's right. Yeah, kind of like a group thing and overall for all of us. Yeah, mine. I'll, I'll do mine next. I'll while you do yours afterwards. But so I went back home to see the folks and the nephew and the niece, and we did. We went to a thing, and the thing is, of course, uh, my non-sponsor this week. Dinosaur Adventure. Ooh. G- guys, if anybody's been listening to the show for a long time, or the last almost three years now, we're about to get to our third anniversary in nine days, actually. So, yeah, that's a milestone that's popping up. Didn't even know that. Is that kind of wait? No, that. Oh no, that's next episode's gonna oh, fall yeah. like the day before
1: that, the anniversary. Yeah, party. episode ninety-six, almost a hundred episodes. We have a secret guest.
0: Yeah, that's An right. OG. Yeah, so Dinosaur Adventure is my non-sponsor. And yeah, guys, I yeah, you've been listening the last three years. I love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. I will drop anything and everything in this world to go see dinosaurs. Okay? If, if, if I ever were to become a father and, you know, I, my baby is about to be born and somebody's like, Hey, Francisco, there are dinosaurs outside of the hospital. I'm leaving the hospital and I'm going to go see some dinosaurs. All right? My my firstborn child does not trump dinosaurs, because dinosaurs are awesome, folks. I went to uh, Houston a few, few yeah, a couple years ago now, and after I was done with court, I looked on Yelp. I'm like, what is there? What is there to do around Houston? Eh, some stuff. Eh, the Astros are cheats. Eh, wait, there's a museum. The museum's got dinosaurs. and that's immediately where I went. Uh, there are dinosaurs along the way. There's a there's a, a wonderful place called Dinosaur Land. I think between Orlando and Tampa, just just in that yep. I four corridor, there's around there. You you see some dinosaurs. Uh, last time I was around that area, I, I, I I had to do whatever I had to do in Tampa, for a client, and then I was like, even though it was out of my way, I'm like, I'm gonna go see me some damn dinosaurs, and that's what I did. So the dinosaur adventure they just were in west palm beach they're about to hit miami i'm i'm not one to double dip on dinosaurs but you never know Well, i already seen what i had to see but yeah they've they're one of these dinosaur tour things that they set up the models inside of like a convention center or something like that or and you, you walk around and you look at some dinosaur animatronics and models and, and thanks to the varus, they can't do the indoor thing. But them and, and another company that I know called Dinosaur Quest, which I think was a non-sponsor beforehand. So this is my second dinosaur-themed one. But they uh, will set it up in a giant parking area of uh, the site was South Florida Fairgrounds, and you go, and yeah, it's like a giant drive-through. You just weave your way through the cones and yeah you stop at every single dinosaur they have an audio tour that you play as soon as you get in there so that you have like a quote-unquote tour guide kind of like in jurassic park except you know the t-rex is not going to kill you unless you want it to kill you you do something stupid so yeah there's a there are plenty of dinosaurs in and around there and the audio tour is pretty cool and they tell you when to pause when you say, hey, press play when you're in the next stop. And so it was pretty cool. The, the, the nephew and the niece loved it. I loved it, of course. I took lots of photos of the dinosaurs. I, did, I was going to send them to my nephew, but I forgot and I've kept them for myself, which goes to show you who was enjoying the dinosaurs more that day. So uh, unfortunately... I couldn't visit the dino shop because it was kind of separated there and you had to get out and stuff like that. And it's in the actually, it wasn't that hot this past weekend in, in, in South Florida. So it's been, it's been lovely weather lately. But yeah, the, the, unfortunately, you can't do any of this stuff the fossil casting, uh, the crafts, the fossil dig, anything like that. But, but you can weave around in a giant parking lot. They're in Miami, they're going to visit Little Rock soon. If you see one of these, it's a good, nice outdoor activity that you can do while inside of your car. You can bring snacks or usually the place that you're at, especially if it's like a fairgrounds, they'll have fair food if you're missing fair food. I kind of wanted to get some cotton candy, but I decided against it for my own health reasons.
1: What is the best kind of fair food?
0: Mm. I mean, you can't beat a good corn dog can't be to go corndog, corn dog, you know. had the funnel cakes too. But it's just that All smell. Awesome that, you get that waft of that of the the fair food. I don't know what it is, man. It is just intoxicating. It just calls to you for sure. And, and you can and you can smell it from miles away too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That are some nachos. Oh,
0: nachos, some fries. I don't cheese know what fries. it is. Fair nachos. Mhm. Some cheesy fries. Yeah, there's or maybe even some good old-fashioned popcorn regardless I just, uh, so, everything's so good it's probably horrible for your health but it's so good whatever chemicals they pump into it to make your 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 taste buds get those uh those those acids or whatever that uh, trigger your nerves to make it but yeah okay we're we, anyway, dinosaur adventure uh pr- promo code uh, uh hang on to your butts from dressing, good choices come on now yeah sam samuel again, good too. choices there you go all right and you have one more charles um, for yourself or
1: for i you i Andrew do instead? and yeah, it's kind of like a, a two-parter you know so you yeah, know the next one will be to be continued next week look at that we'll give you a cliffhanger which is rare i have hobbit feet it is extremely difficult for me to buy shoes all right. and one of the things i have bought um, for my birthday last August was running shoes and I had bought A6 shoes and they're fine but the problem is is sometimes I feel as if my feet are shifty and lately and when I run um, as my dog barks in the background of course as I'm having the spotlight on me because you know they're immature children you know love dogs sometimes they're like little kids uh, but for me I do some intensive running you know my exercises go between running after I'm lifting the weights I go and I run between three to five miles sometimes, especially. It's, the weather's been kind of weird lately, so it's been a little bit less, but my left foot has kind of been a little bit of the pain stage, man. And I'm like, I don't like pain, I'm too old for pain. Um, I feel like that little, I was like, it's a planner issue, am I about to break it, am I running wrong, is it the shoe? So I'm like, all right, maybe it's time that I get another set of shoes because the Asics that I'm wearing were not necessarily being sufficient to devoid of pain. Doesn't mean that they're bad, Um, It just means that what they do is they're black and white. So anytime you have a black or white sneaker, that means it just gets elevated to a walking shoe, which is perfect because I've been wearing the same old Nikes for a bit. So I went to a specialty shoe place. My mother said, hey, why don't you go here? So I went to um, Fleet Feet in Stewart, where I live, and they are pretty more of an intensive hands-on shoe store that will kind of take examinations of your feet to see what exactly your sizes are. It's very educational. So they have me sit on this little, uh, or not sit, but stand on this little, you know, I, it's like a tray as if I can call it for it. But they kind of did a 3D evaluation of my feet. They provided me with a copy of it. They told me what was wrong. And, you know, apparently I'm not a white. Like I am a white, but I'm not a white. I used to work at Payless. So my arrogant ass was thinking that I was a shoe master of all, but apparently my knowledge of feet probably goes to a fetish as opposed to knowledge. I don't know. We'll see. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but it really matters and we walk all the time and thankfully one of the upsides of working virtually is i don't have to stand up and go to work but boy the exercise is often so um they did the 3d analysis apparently my left foot is a little bit bigger than my right foot i do have a little bit of a wide foot on my right foot and i have low arches which i already kind of knew but chris over there and his wife stephanie chris went over so chris you get a pseudo shout out but They went over. They examined my foot. They were really patient for me. And usually, man, shoe shopping for me takes like two hours because I got to try them on. I got to see how they are. If I feel wobble, I can't do it, especially if it's like dress shoes, which is the worst. So he provided me with a pair of shoes. Stay tuned next week for that, possibly. But I was able to find something that fit, and I'd broken those shoes in. And the amount of time and effort, and listen, I've sold shoes for a living. And there are some people who one of the, and I I sold shoes that pay less for about two two and a half years and there are people that you would spend all that time with and if they didn't find the right thing or the price wasn't right you missed all that time that you can't get back right it's not like they get convinced or anything like that but it it is a um a process so they were able to find me and set me up with the right pair of shoes the one thing I have complained about runner shoes that aren't the big names is they're all kind of fugly but um, beggars cannot be choosers so I picked the lesser of all evils but I was able to find a foot uh size or a brand that worked i was able to become knowledgeable instead of what we did is we went narrow but half or like a half a size or whole size up so i'll keep that in my records so it's kind of what you need because guys we ladies and gentlemen we walk a lot we stand a lot we are around a lot um so getting the right kind of feet you know disney can have cinderella but i'm cinderella and I'm, i'm also my own prince and i gotta find that right Class slipper to slide onto my foot because if I have bad feet, how am I supposed to make side money to pay back my uh, bar exam or my bar dues and my, you know, law school tuition. If I can't sell my feet on the internet, that's what I'm looking at as, but, um, flea feet, Stewart, um, Chris, Stephanie, thank you very much for being available because before I would have to buy my stuff at like rack room shoes or what have you, or just order them all on Amazon. There's nothing worse than bad shoes and good luck even trying to return some of those because, you do a test run on some shoes, they're going to be like, uh, we can't give you anything for it. I'm like, yeah. So that's my non-sponsor and um, my promo code, not a fetish. I guess this is the <laughs> R-rated episode that we have with all the cursing from mm. the three of us and now that we're insinuating. <laughs> are, are, we, are we like, did I just exclude people who like feet as a sexual agenda? I hope not. Listen, you like toe jam? By all means. You, if it, listen, if you're going to pay money to see my toe hairs, I, I'll sell it to you. I don't care. I have no shame. <laughs> Um, you know, my, 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 my decision. Yeah. Um, and that's what I have
0: for you. Okay. All right. Thank you to our actual sponsor for this episode, Podcorn. We've been using Podcorn for a few months now. And what we enjoy most is the large amount of potential sponsors they offer and the easy user interface that allows us to pitch our proposals and collaborate to meet the sponsor's expectations. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting its podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up on any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands the marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency creative freedom and full control of how and when we monetize click the link in our show notes to sign up to podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities so let's uh, let's let's move on here so nhl talk let's get this out of the way this is the only other thing we'll get to to bridge ourselves on over to the cage but I just there's some stuff that did go down in the nhl big stuff Indeed. So uh, let me get one out of the way. This is kind of semi-you-go girl, but uh, the NWHL, which last month, if you guys remember, they were doing the Isobel Cup, which is their championship, at Lake Placid. And I think the moment that Andrew said that they would be having it and the schedule, Devarus decided to take vengeance upon everybody. And they got it canceled, but not really canceled, postponed. And, well, they, they finally have a new date for the suspended play, March 26th to 27th, so later on this month. But this time they'll be playing out of Brighton, Massachusetts. So the games will resume just later on this month. Other thing, Tom Wilson. You right, guys remember earlier I talked about me watching the Boston Brewers versus the Washington Capitals. Well, something went down in that game. Tom Wilson, he got suspended because of a hit that he made on Brandon Carlo during that game. It was it was it was quite uh, serious, uh, to say the least. So, let me let me show that to you guys here on the video version on the podcast version. I will describe it soon as i put it on here i'm sure youtube is gonna love us posting this and we'll see if the nhl suspends us <laughs> on youtube because they'll put in that nice copyright infringement strike whatever you never know hey man hey man we get three strikes we get three strikes we only have one okay we're just working the count right now we're just working the count so i will type in tom wilson oh there's immediately suspension hit so uh, let's see of course as a advertisement for Verbo which is a you know Airbnb competitor so we've used it before all right so here's the the play the Bruins were here and the puck was uh, thrown deep into the corners on the Bruins end of the ice Brandon Carlo was out there playing the puck, and then Tom Wilson comes in and lays the hit on him. And so... It technically is a clean hit. Okay, In the technical terms. There, though. In the technical terms, alright? It was a clean hit. He... It wasn't boarding. But he hit the guy in the head which is what the the issue is here he wasn't assessed a penalty on this play and of course the boston bruins were pissed off brandon carlo had to go to the hospital immediately after this i mean he was able to they were able to get him off the ice there but he had to go to the hospital he collapsed and as you guys see there and there's the hit in slow motion and Yeah, Tom Wilson just hit him. If he hit him anywhere else, it would have been fine. His body would have taken it. I mean, you're you're
1: hurling up your lunch with that kind of...
0: Yep, as you can see. Smashed his head along the glass there, and you saw him immediately grab his head. And, uh, and, and of course, uh, Jakob Verana there as well, being a fucking asshole, cross-checking the guy after he got hit. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't get suspended, but... uh, they're trying to get him off the ice and you see him struggling to regain his his wits there. But eh, Tom Wilson has a history of this, Charles, a little learning goof here. He was he is still considered one of the dirtiest players in the NHL. He hasn't, he hasn't been suspended since 2018. But just because you haven't been suspended for anything, doesn't mean you haven't been doing little dirty things in between. You know what I mean?
1: You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: so, right. All right, can't, so I just, can't admit
1: anything with yeah. Andrew being the drug dealer over in uh, Orlando. <laughs> so,
0: he's still a problem player, and this just popped up. He received a seven-game suspension. Of course, a lot of NHL fans don't like Tom Wilson, so some people won't think it's enough. And, of course, every single Capitals fan, including the Capitals announcers who were uh calling this game, we're like, oh, it's just hockey, it's a clean hit. Like I said, technically it is. Technically, Tom Wilson could lay the hit on Carlo at that time because Carlo was playing the puck, he still was in semi-possession of the puck. It wasn't like the puck was completely out of the play. Uh, I mean you yeah, and you know, you can finish your check, whatever, but hit him right on the head
1: and he hit him along the glass and I mean that doesn't even look like the head though man that kind of looks like a mortal combat uppercut right to the neck lifting I mean, the head. so
0: hold on let me see if I can get another look at
1: I mean from the angle like I saw of him coming at it
0: and, and it's it's so there
1: because we're, we get it but that's mm, yeah that's rough
0: yeah this is rough here's another last angle that I'm going to show here before the NHL gets our channel banned off of YouTube so there it is and and you know he he leaned into it, he shoved them, and he hit him right there and if he's one foot or just one less stride or whatever, probably doesn't hit him as hard and or probably hits him on the body, but just kind of hit him on the head, and there you go, so I don't yeah. know if I don't know if Tom Wilson was. Going completely for the head, and maybe that's why it was only for the seven-game suspension. It didn't look completely intentional, but even then, you can't hit somebody in the head. So regardless if it's there's intent there or not, and that's that's what went down there as far as NHL disciplinary stuff is concerned. But the other thing, a little something a little lighter, something a little more uh, that well, me and Andrew are happy about. ESPN is going to be regaining the rights to broadcast NHL games.
2: Yay! So,
0: according to sources on the Twitter and the media there, there's a seven-year deal that's going to be worked out here soon enough. We'll see how much money it'll be. ESPN will be able to get streaming rights and will be broadcasting NHL games for the next seven seasons. And get at least four Stanley Cup Finals. NBC Sports is still not out of the picture. I think uh, the NHL is working out something with them too. But NBC is also cutting back, as we talked about a few episodes ago, cutting back on their sports division because they're getting rid of the dedicated NBC Sports channel. And we'll just be broadcasting stuff on NBC proper or the USA Network. So it's one or the Probably other. Probably
1: USA. Yeah, Because there's rumors about moving certain things, wrestling things.
0: Yeah, so the the NHL is probably going to be seeing a lot more play on USA and maybe the occasional national game on the weekend, like maybe Saturday or something on NBC, with ESPN taking up the other stuff. As much as I do not like ESPN, at least the current state of the channel, a lot of normies watch ESPN. And having hockey on ESPN can only benefit it, as you can see by the way wrestling is also seeing an uptick in its mainstreaminess ever since uh, ESPN, Fox, whatever kind of got into the fold there. You can see you see a lot more tweets about wrestling and we'll see a lot more tweets about ESPN and, and you know, of course there are going to be people who will be like, oh, not a sport and things like that and just, you know, but, that, but it still broadens the appeal of the sport. And more options. And I don't like the quality of the way that NBC Sports has done things over the past 10 years that they've had this deal of exclusive U.S. broadcasting rights. I feel like they over-rely on certain markets with regards to their broadcasting. Mainly the New York teams, or just the one New York team, the Rangers, the Penguins, the Flyers, the LA Kings as their token West team, but now the Vegas Golden Knights are one of them. Too, the Chicago Blackhawks, and I think that's it for the most part. Those are those are like their their main gold. Oh yeah, Boston as well, Boston. So there's that. Even though it's not unjustified by my, my opinions about it, because the Tampa Bay Lightning have been one of the best teams at least the last half decade, and they barely get coverage on NBC Sports. They barely get national games. How is it possible that one of the best teams over this time period doesn't get shown a ton?
1: So, rule of thumb is your champion should always get some TV time in the following yeah. season, and despite the market.
0: Look at the way the NBA is marketed. Look at the way the NBA is broadcast. ESPN, Turner Sports are not afraid to put on the Milwaukee Bucks because the Milwaukee Bucks are good. They have a marketable superstar. There you go. That's all you need. NHL teams have them too, but NBC Sports was too afraid because, oh, the non-traditional markets don't get pull. They will get pull. You just got to show them. Okay, we're, we're tired of some of these terrible teams. The Buffalo Sabres had more nationally broadcasted games than the Lightning. And they're awful. They're an awful franchise. The NBA, they don't show the New York Knicks. They do not show the New York Knicks. Your largest market. And they don't show national games for them. There's a reason why. So hopefully we'll start getting some of that with the NHL. Okay? I'm a big advocate for the southern teams. Dallas, L.A., Florida, Tampa, Nashville, Arizona. Those teams, Carolina. People will watch them. They got some good players. They got they got some great hockey towns. Just just don't be afraid. So this is great news. Great news, and then of course Andrew's happy because it will probably mean the return of the NHL NBC th- or on ABC theme or ESPN theme, and his beloved Gary Thorne will probably be an announcer there as well. So all right. So that's that's it for me. Hockey stuff, and okay we're we're coming up at the end, folks. Okay, we're 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 a lot later than we normally are time-wise, as far as uh, when we record. So let's head on over to the
1: cage. You ready, Charles? Ooh, I'm I'm ready, and I'll tell you now. Spoiler alert! It's gonna be feedbacky, feedbacky. Welcome everybody. To your weekly Trueplex, the cage with Charles. This is where we talk about that wrestling love, right? That wrestling love we have. But what do we always put out there, Francisco? Couple of disclaimers. Now, disclaimer: wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a song. It is a dance. It is poetry, emotion. It's a stage fight. It's stage brutality for fatalities. It's a story about men and women chasing championships. It is about you know men and women just want to beat the craft of each other. Men and women want to change the perceptions of the wrestling world to all the fan bases. Everything that you can think of, it is. It is united. It is bonding. Football players like wrestling. NBA players like wrestling. NHL players like wrestling. Lawyers like wrestling. And you will, too, eventually. Big stuff that we're talking about. There was a pay-per-view over the weekend. AEW, All Elite Wrestling, Revolution. That's going to be a lot of bread and butter. The only reason why I'm kind of going to is to get everybody, the two people that are listening, invested into it to gloss over a few things new japan doing their new japan or their japan cup um as you know whoever wins that gets to challenge koto abushi for the now unified titles which is now the new japan world heavyweight championship um as i know matches that happened i believe tomohiro ishii went against sonata sonata won um they're still going through certain the brackets i watched some of it i don't have new japan world I might because, you know, WWE is being a pain in the butt for a second, but their user interface is always kind of tough. But I'm always excited for these tournaments, even though they have it there. I, you know, prediction because April 4th is going to come around a lot closer. I think the finals are done around mid-March or the end of March. So I'll just make my prediction now. It's going to be Shingo Takagi. I believe Shingo Takagi is going to go against Kenta. Um Next round, they have Jeff Cobb versus Evil, which should be interesting. Uh, Evil's done basically. So let's see if we can give Jeff Cobb his momentum, give you the tour of the islands. As I say, I'm a big Jeff Cobb guy just because he looks like a bulky dude. I love it. Um, but those are always kind of a good watcher. What I sent you some guys, I sent you the one of Minoru Suzuki being the hell out of a. I, I, I don't know people's names. I have like a Hispanic name. You think I would pronounce it? I watch anime. You think I could pronounce some Japanese names? You're wrong, good sir. If your name's not Paul or Brad or Jennifer, I am screwed with half of the people. It is like hooked on phonics that I'm trying to go on, but you can get some good exhibition matches because to give you a little bit of a differentiation between that and American wrestling, I would say aside from the heavy hitting or the endurance test that some of these matches are, it's more about the storytelling in the ring and the exhaustion of like going to war. That's where the stage fight concept comes from on my end. Whereas American wrestling is a little bit more of the um, entertainment aspect. WWE stands for World Wrestling Entertainment. All, you know, all the wrestling will one day call themselves all entertainment wrestling 20 years from now when they're existing in a big powerhouse. We'll talk about that in a second for sure. But that's a little bit thing I want to talk about in New Japan um, unfolding, as they say. But my prediction right now, Shingo Tagagi, because I was right about the G1 Climax. Was I not? I said Koda. I granted I had Koda and Sonata at the finals. I don't think it was exactly that, but I'm running a good heater. I like to say I know myself. I said Edge was a dark horse. He won the Royal Rumble. I'm going to run with this, dude. Let me have this. Let me have my moment. WWE, road to WrestleMania. Fastlane still has not defined itself. Some bad storylines. Bobby Lashley got a badass new entrance as the Almighty Era began. It's all probably going to be for now when he loses to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania because, you know, Vince hates me. He just hates me. Like Bobby Lashley, look at the man. It's basically what you think Adonis looks like. He has, like, this little orange lightning coming out of his entrance. He's just a badass. He has MVP doing his mic work. We love it. Let the world see this man's graciousness. And I like the story that he went 16 years of hard work to finally get back to title, left the company, came back, and damn it, man, does that WWE championship just look fitting on him? Doesn't it? It totally does. Plus, him having the main belt makes the stable look good because Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin have the raw tag team tiles. Haven't been doing anything with it. I'm not crazy about it. Calling prediction right now Viking Raiders come back and take those titles off of them because not everybody can hold a belt for a long time. But Lord Jesus, whoever's out there, Spanish voodoo powers, convince Vincent Kennedy McMahon. To not have this specimen that is Bobby Lashley. Lose the damn title to Drew McIntyre again. I can't deal with Drew having the title three times in one year. You're a weak champion, in my opinion. You're averaging a title rank for each four months, but you're not doing anything, even though it's been longer. Point being, don't devalue the title anymore. Look at this hulking specimen. Let him hold on to it for a little bit longer. NXT is a must-watch tomorrow. It's a must-watch because you have not one, but two titles. Being defended and here's the thing about nxt they have a little bit more pay-per-views than aew does but man have they been delivering on free television because last last week i'm gonna give the shout out now finn Balor versus roddy strong because you know they're all part of the same storyline where finn uh pseudo led to the undisputed era breaking up you know adam colton was super kicked everybody shout out right now finn Balor, roderick strong chef's kiss chef's i couldn't stand up after the match was done i was afraid i was gonna poke one of my dog's eyes out it was just fantastic to watch two great technical wrestlers who know how to strike to hold to story tell just beautiful and at the very end adam cole comes out because what's tomorrow adam cole versus finn Balor, number three they met twice once when uh adam cole was champion and there was some interference and then he retained the title over finn Balor. second time is when remember there was the um we did a watch special of it when there was the fatal four-way Ironman match for the vacant title back in September. And then they kind of teased us too hard and they had to be a draw between Adam Cole and Finn Balor and they wrestled the next week and Finn Balor won. Well, Finn's been holding on to it. And even though I don't imagine Adam Cole to win, we're getting probably the return of Kyle Riley from his injury, screw over Adam Cole, set some things in place. It's all about storytelling, but the guys can go. They have good chemistry. The mic work has been decent. The storytelling, the "I want to beat you up" kind of stuff—that's what you need. And it's for the glory. That's why Adam Cole destroyed his whole group, his stable, his boys because of the fact that he wants that gold around Finn Balor's shoulder. That's beautiful to me. That's good storytelling. It's basically, you know, power corrupts, right? Absolute power corrupts. This is how I look at it. as. And the other title that's being defended, Yoshi Rai going against Tony Storm for the Women's NXT Championship. As I talked about in the last TakeOver review, you had EO versus Tony versus Mercedes Martinez. Well, now there's no Mercedes in the picture. They went on to a Rolls-Royce kind of business. Ha, 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 car pun, I'm funny. Um, I think it should be a banger of a match if you give it a good 15, 20 minutes. This is what I hate about television matches, though, uh, for the championships. Them commercials are gonna ruin one of those matches. They're gonna ruin it. And I, I, I'm hoping it ruins Adam versus Finn. Ver, instead of EO versus Tony, because I've seen what Adam and Finn can do. So there's certain points that you can kind of take a break from, because here's the thing. They're not always kind of giving a heads up in the ring of like, oh, there's a TV break, or they go in picture and picture. So you may not just be missing headlocks or arm locks. You might be missing some real foundational stuff, because I want to see what EO and Tony can do, because they bristle against each other in the May Young Classic. That's all fine and dandy. That's like three years ago. You have new personas. You have new abilities. You have new everything. Let's make it good. Moving forward, there was a pay-per-view over the weekend. I did not watch it, but I watched a hell of a lot of clips on YouTube and tweets because I am poor, even though I'm not poor, but I'm poor. And I can't, Francisco, I can't justify paying $50 for a pay-per-view anymore. I don't do it in boxing. I don't do it in mm. um, UFC fighting. That's I can't do game. it in wrestling. <laughs> I'll do it in gaming, but I get hours of longevity. And I don't even bo- play those games fully, right? I just buy them so they can collect us. But with the WWE Network, which is now going to Peacock, and we'll do that for a different segment because next week will be the transition, so I'll give you guys like my input on it the week after because um, there's going to be some issues. I'll just say it right now. But $10 a month I would pay for a pay-per-view. $50 is too outrageous. But there was AEW Revolution and i was just streaming that stuff to you for the most part in the chat about like crazy stuff that happened so i'm gonna kind of take it from the top to kind of do to the best ability because i did i won't say pirate but i will say i found ways to watch majority of matches so i'm just gonna kind of go on through until i get to the big part you Hopped on reddit and problem. you just
0: visited some boards oh.
1: oh yeah yeah you know awesome stuff so young bucks versus chris jericho and mjf AEW tag team championships are on the line pretty standard generic wrestling match wasn't bad i would say the storyline is that jericho and mjf beat up papa buck as i call him as he's called everywhere really young bucks father and they got their revenge young bucks beat them clean one two three that's it that's was good. The problem with AEW is that what's your big picture? Because if you're utilizing all this to break up the inner circle, which you already have seven Guevara, I believe. Now you're just left with um, proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz. You're left with Jake Hager. You're left with Jericho. You're left with MGF and Wardlow who had to join because that was a match at a different pay-per-view that they had. I don't know if it was a pay-per-view or if it was um, Beach Bash. It's so many stuff, too much wrestling going on. I can't do everything at once and remember everything, guys. But if we're just doing this to kind of push forward a bigger story that didn't necessarily need a title, because what have I been complaining about for the longest time? My whole thing is saying that we need to see what the young upstarts can do. To be put over instead of doing this big cross brand invasion. That's all you've been hearing me talk about for AEW for a couple weeks. So now I'm glad that I have some material to really go on. But tag team match was fine, nothing bad. Casino tag team Royale. Oof, I like the winners. Pac and Phoenix doing, our Pac and Phoenix, I'm thinking Tupac, obviously. You know you know where my roots are. They're part of Death Triangle. They won the Casino Tag Team Royale. What that means is they get number one contenders match in the future against the Young Bucks. They might win it. That'd be surprising, even though I think the Lucha Bros, which is Ray Phoenix and his brother, El Pento Zero M, because God knows he's got so many different names. I just call him Penta, um, our actual tag team brothers, but whatever, it's fine. He, he was in a different match. That was actually pretty decent, but funny. You saw the botch that I sent you, right? of jungle boy eliminating evil uno by doing her karana off the top and evil uno was not in position and he ran to the um the steel post to force himself to be eliminated uh, to be eliminated just type in evil uno and people will would... i like evil uno. follow us on twitter let's see because if can
0: find it on here yes yeah. uh...
1: it was not necessarily a good look because ideally what happened is part of these guys are the Indies and the Indie ways kind of get stuck with you Where if a mistake happens, you're not hoping for a noticeable mistake. I don't know if you see
0: this, uh, right, yeah, I'm
1: watching it right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, make it look good. But these guys need to learn how to improvise because if you're mm. looking on the screen, he was in the middle of the ring compared to where the actual post was. So he basically, instead of just taking the bump and look like he got hurricaned off into the middle and fell to get eliminated, he basically, it does not connect. It doesn't move his body fully. It doesn't get the right trajectory. And he basically, Usainian bolts it all the way into the uh, post. So it's like, damn, man, it, here we go. That, that's bad. That is no bueno. It it just didn't fit. It was Marco Stone, not Jungle Boy, sorry. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> this is what people... Like Tom Segura, who thinks that you're an idiot no. if you watch wrestling, has his validation on, it. and he's right. No one I enjoyed it. I saw some like tweets
0: like, "Oh man, rest in peace to the people who pay fifty dollars for this." Yeah, it was very. This looks like between
1: people. This looks like a vi- a video game character glitched out. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even say it's that. It, it Evil, well, no, I love you. I follow him on Twitter, but it's not his fault, right? It's it's the whole idea that we got to train these guys to be kind of more. And mind you, Uno's been probably doing this for decades, close to it. Um, But it's the whole mantra of let's not make it seem like it's children at play. Let's make it seem like it's pros. Because that's not a good look, man. You and I both know that's not good. Um, Moving on, we had Hikaru Shida versus Ryu Mizunami. That's right. My Hero Academia, paying off. So remember there was a women's eliminator tournament where you had... um, the women's in the U S meeting up going against matches and against the women in Japan, meeting up going against matches and whoever wins, wins against Hiko Rashida, who is the AEW's women's championship. I was wrong. I thought it was going to be Rosa. Obviously it wasn't Thunder Rosa. It was Ryo Mizunami. I don't know anything about her. I can't say I know anything about her. I don't know everything coming into it. The match was a little stiff and slow, but it didn't kind of build up into it. And Sheeta won. Who is the woman that's going to win this title off this lady? And I like Sheeta. you know, aside from, um being a fighting champion there's stuff that's appealing about her because her wrestling uh, level is a bit advanced compared to some of the other people who are still green but if it's thunder rosa why are we delaying the inevitable it could be because of her contract at at, for nwa which is a small program national wrestling alliance used to be a big thing in the 80s and early 90s but if she's only contractually obligated to have shows And not actually win the main belts, because maybe that is something that's in that nature and defend multiple titles, then that kind of sucks. But when she came into AEW, she was still holding the NWA championship, and then she lost it to Serena Deeb, who used to be a former uh, producer or trainer at the WWE. But the match was fine interested to see what they do if they keep a lot of these women that wrestled over in japan to stay to help out like rio or mako itani i think that's how you say her name she's an interesting character um i know a lot of people are into i don't know if about her and that's that's the whole thing too when you're introducing people that nobody knows how can we help get the build for these people who matter because remember it's the personalities it's it's if this person's great tell me why it's great because if not you're gonna have the vince mcmahon effect he's like they're great and you're like we're vince you push them but we don't know anything about them what is that we can do it kind of makes me wish that you had better one-on-one sit-downs but now everybody's a good speaker so if you did like one-on-one interviews with them kind of like ufc or boxing um Remember, you're playing yourself, right, when you're UFC or if you're boxing. If you're Mike Tyson, you're like, I'm going to beat you up, and then I'm going to take you in the back. And you're like, oh, crap, no, or Conor McGregor, who just runs his mouth. It's more authentic because you're not playing a character. They, They are who they are people beat people up and maybe they're criminals, you know, look at their track record. But with wrestlers, sometimes it's not really who they are. It's a persona that they created. Think Joker from Persona 5. There you go, kids. We're so cool. We're so relevant. But <laughs> I want to see AEW women's be better. And not like I'm enjoying really much about what's going on. In WWE women's wrestling, because aside from NXT and Yoshirai, Shirai, Asuka's doing nothing. We love Asuka. God damn it. We love Asuka. Vince just doesn't know what to do with her. Part of it's because, you know, English speaking skills. So Vince, do something about it. Help her. I don't know. Or write something. I, I can't deal with her losing the Charlotte Flair all the time. Don't do this to me. I'll cancel WrestleMania, I promise. Um, Miro versus Kip Sabian, Orange, Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, next. Um, I like me some Miro, formerly known as Rusev. The guy is cut. He bulked himself up better. He is an animal. He loves video games. He does Twitch streams. He's funny. I love me some Orange Cassidy. He is Ryan Gosling in the wrestling world. I love Chuck Taylor. Follow Chuck Taylor. He's a funny dude. And Trent, who is, is who is part of the best friend tag team. Kip's okay, not my guy. But I don't care about these dudes. Why? Because you look at Miro. Why is this man? And you have a very low main event talent, I would feel. In AEW, I think part of the problem is because they want to elevate both the TNT mid-card, and I call it mid-card, even though Cody would punch me in the mouth for it, versus um, the main event stuff, but there has to be structure. Miro, for all intents and purposes, should not be feuding with Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Miro right now should be feuding with um, John Moxley or something of that nature to help elevate and put over. He has experience, he knows how to work the TV. I understand it's Everybody has to take everybody and help everybody, and we all love each other, but at the end of the day, it's... Don't tell anybody this, Francisco, but you get paid for wins and losses, right? So someone's got to lose. Not everybody can have 50-50 booking. Um, and sometimes big behemoths of men like Miro, formerly known as Rusev, can't always eat the pin. So, you know, I mean, he won. They did it. He got it with not the Colossus anymore, but the game over. But part of it is not even just winning the match, but also about um, just having to be in this kind of a storyline. I don't know. It's weird booking, but they won. That's cool. No one looks bad for losing. Next match, Adam Hangman Page versus Matt Hardy in the big money match. What was the condition of the clause? If whoever loses gets the proceeds. That's done. That's cool. That's fine. The biggest come around from it, Page wins. We like Page. He gets Hardy's first quarter earnings. It brings the Dark Order and Adam Hangman Page back together. You know this is a storyline that I've been following for a while. I've been sending it to you guys because wrestling is kind of funny and it's a little bit of comedy, but it's also kind of romance because it is a soap opera as well. So it was about the Dark Order trying to get Hangman to join their organization because they're all buddies and they love him and he doesn't be with them. It was the most heartbreaking thing. You saw that. You cried a little bit, Francisco. You have a heart. The internet cried for it. And now after the match was done, they're looking at him, John Silver, Alex Reynolds. They're looking at Hangman, Hangman. they looking at this, and they're all just accepting each other. They have a little bit of a couple cowboy brewskis. I might have wept. I'm not, no, I did not cry, but, um, it's a good stability. I think it helps solidify the Dark Order's face turn, especially after they went through losing Brody Lee, which I'm still not over. That's not easy. Uh, watch the Big E documentary. They have like a five minute snippet of Hoover and what he did, but it's a good step in the next step for them because why not now? But I feel five months from now, this whole Dark Order helping out Ang- uh, I can't speak, Hangman Adam Page. There's, there's another page coming up, so that's why I'm getting confused. Um, It's going to mean something when I think he challenges Kenny Omega for that AEW World Heavyweight Championship. We'll talk about that in a second. Face of the Revolution ladder match. Whoever wins the ladder match wins an opportunity to win the TNT title. It was fine. They have Ethan Page, all ego, um, as the secret guy coming into it. He was part of the North on Impact with uh, his tag team partner, Josh. Um, Joshua Alexander, Joshua Reynolds, won the two. There's too many wrestlers. They may be guys. You guys got to get more unique names. I think that's why Vince um, changed everything. Regardless, say, Ethan Page is a decent wrestler. Um, it was something that was a good tag team wrestler. Now his contract expired. The match itself was weird because they weren't grabbing a briefcase. They obviously were not grabbing a title. What were they grabbing? A literal brass ring. Sonic. go. That's why exactly. So it it was no doubt that the guy who had to come out was Sonic the Hedgehog or possibly Knuckles, because I think he'd be fairly suited for a live match, but he wasn't. Scorpio Sky won. Yay. I like Scorpio Sky. He will go on the face Darby Allen <clears throat> at some point. I think that would be good. Um Penta, Penta did a Canadian destroyer on a Cody on the ladder. That was interesting. Lance Archer didn't do anything really. Max Cassers. Um I'm, the, I'm not about his style. I think he's okay. I think here's the thing about me. I think everybody's good in all forms of wrestling, because sometimes I feel like you might be good at the talent in the ring, but you might not be good on the mic or vice versa. There's only a few people that are just legitimately bad, and I'll tell you if you're bad. Um, water sullivan's bad that's why he's not in the company anymore amongst so many other reasons but there's some people that were just not necessarily good but max caster maybe i need to see more out of you right now the tag team partners just like this from there. but look at that brass ring it's like a donut the biggest surprise but it was predicted christian is now with all elite wrestling under christian cage which was his impact wrestling name so christian came back at the royal rumble they had that moment where he hugged edge i was very you know sad and emotional and i cried it was beautiful but now he's on AEW, which i kind of predict would happen because christian didn't get the proper send-off and remember wrestling is an addiction it's an addiction you're about it if you're a wrestler you're on the road you go on until you can't go anymore i feel like this is a a um a meaningful thing for three wrestlers we're going to talk about right now. It's the same thing for Edge, who had all those neck surgeries and was out for nine years and came back. It's the same thing for Christian, who I believe suffered a concussion and he couldn't get back into it a couple of years ago. And that also means for Sting, who was also on this pay-per-view. And when you're an addict, <laughs> you're always up to slip up again, right? But they are addicted to the thrill. They're addicted to the crowd. They're addicted to the persona. It's a beautiful thing that came in there. So he's back. The rumor or not rumor, but more verification, was that he wanted to wrestle more full-time instead of part-time. And that's true because Vince in WWE, if he signed, would have just made him a part-time attraction. And not just a part-time attraction, but he would probably have him either teaming up with Edge and not giving Christian his own individual run. And here's the thing about Christian. He is a two-time world heavyweight champion for the WWE. Granted, there might be sentimental because they gave it to him after Edge retired, but still means something. Um, and two, he was a good singles champion when he went to TNA. He was a TNA um, champion, world champion. They had like five titles there, so don't quote me exactly what they were, but he won a good portion of it. So he has that right to kind of earn his keep and show what he can do as a solo wrestler. And I can't blame him for only want to come back for maybe three matches a year. And here's the more important thing: Edge has won a match when he came back in singles. I cannot guarantee that Christian would win a singles match. You know, what I mean, maybe one. But it wouldn't be like a title-defining moment or even a career-defining moment. So good on Christian. This is almost the same thing as the Big Show turning, which I didn't even talk about last week because too much happened in wrestling. But yeah, Big Show is now on all all elite wrestling. He's not Big Show anymore. He's Paul White. It feels kind of dirty on that one because you're with the company for 22 years and then you leave. But he sees himself still as a competitor. Didn't see anything for him. But really, the last thing I remember that he did was put Braun over. That was about it. So good for Paul White. And then there was the Sting Darby Allin versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks match. That was a street fight, but it was on no Warehouse. Um, Brian Cage is ridiculously strong. As you see what my problem is, there's too many pages and there's too many cages, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe I should just change the name of the show, the page and cage. Um, <laughs> Brian Cage is ridiculously strong. He is like Wolverine. Of Wolverine grew like eight inches because in comic books Wolverine was like five three. Um, and Jack, well, Brian Cage like held Darby Allen up in a suplex going up a stairs. And listen, your boy here, I would have a hard time just like trying to squat three hundred and pull from the floor three hundred. Back in the day when I went to the gym and pumped some iron. So Darby Allen's not the heaviest of the guy, but to have the control and the pacing to go up, and mind you, it was pre recorded, so. It's harder, right? That kind of thing anyway. Um, But you still have to give him props because wrestling is also a stunt show, right? So it was interesting to say at least. I'll keep you this. things back. I think these are the only matches he really could do. He's 62. I can't see him doing a live match without getting too gassed or possibly hurting himself further. But he was able to get the pin off of Ricky Starks, which is fine. This is my thing, man. I don't think cinematic matches should have commentary, especially when this was kind of built up as a blood feud. I know what you're saying but Charles, the cameras in and recording, I'm like, I get it. But there's something about hearing Jim Ross, who who just gotta go. Poor guy. He's just gotta go. His voice is cracking. In a very intense scene, just commenting. It's like listening to the director's cut of a movie like The Warriors, old film. You guys who so go see it. That's where the phrase, can you dig it sucker? Um well, actually no, can you dig it? I'm thinking can you dig it sucker because I think of Booker T. But um it, it ruins the effect a little bit. I think right there on that tweet, it, Brian Cage is strong man. If you click on that, they will show him. Like, look at that. What, what is this? I, I, I aspire to do that. Dear Mike. Because that, that's still like – and also good on Darby Allin because that works your core <laughs> right there. Like he holds him and then just slams him down. Look at that man. Oh, my look God. At, but this is also kind of part of my problem as a wrestling fan is that Brian Cage, when you look at that physique – shouldn't necessarily be losing the Darby Allen, right? And he has in the past. So sometimes you need logical booking versus imaginary booking. You, 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 you got to find that balance. You got to find that balance. How Bobby Lashley, we were talking about him finally becoming champ. You got to look at that where Brian Cage, even though he's the W or FTW F the world champion that Taz gave him, doesn't mean it's anything, right? Um, moving on to the last match of the night, the most controversial match. The AEW Championship was on the line. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. As you know, they wrestled twice prior. They had the, um, I think it was at Double or Nothing. It's been a while. I got to get my pay-per-view straight. They met before. Lights Out Match, unsanctioned. Moxley won. They met recently when Moxley was still AEW Champion at Winter is Coming, to which started the whole, I'm going to call it debacle because I'm not a fan of it, the foreign door is um, open kind of thing or the unopened door, forbidden door. I call the foreign door because foreign promotions is open where everybody kind of comes in and subject everybody else's talent to being under the radar. So they're going against each other in the rematch. It's a blood feud. It's an exploding barbed wire death match. That's a mouthful to say. Charles, exploding death matches, very popular into Japan. Doesn't work a lot. ECW tried to do it a couple times. It failed with Balls Mahoney. There's a lot of blood. There was a lot of gore. For the snippets that I saw, I did not mind it. I actually found that anytime there was a use of an explosion was the tacky part because it just looked like stuntman pyro. But the use of the barbed wire, the use of the barbed wire bats, Kenny throwing pocket sand, basically, Dale gribbling it into John's eyes. Here we go. I loved it because Kenny's a heel. This is supposed to be dirty. This is supposed to be anything else. I think the rough dressing up like um, the Willy Wonka factory or Miss Roy is great. But you look at those pyrotechnics. that. Yeah, and listen, wrestling is escapism, the same way the movie theaters was. You know, we say was because God knows I'm not going to a movie theater for a while. But it's not something that makes me think too crazy. I've had like you know the fissures of a bottle rocket. It doesn't really hurt that guy. It's not like it's an M80 blowing up your hands or Black Cat. Yeah. That's... But the barbed wire. I don't know how I feel about death matches. How much gore do you want? Because if I say it's a stage fight, and I say it's about men and women beating the hell out of each other, hating each other, this verifies it. But not everybody could stand the gruesomeness of it. But if it's a fight, it's a natural production because it's hypocritical when I think fans are like, oh, it's not my style of wrestling. I don't like it. But if you watch boxing, there's dudes who are bleeding from the mouth, cut on the eye, gruesome cuts too. Like if you've seen the cuts that come from being jabbed repeatedly over and over again, it is disgusting, man. It is like like a horror movie. And then UFC fighting, you know, how you see people get their nose busted up and broken. So I appreciate wrestlers who are willing to bleed and almost die for me. At the end of the day, the same way I'll appreciate Jeff Hardy, who's not my favorite wrestler, but Jeff will die in that ring for my entertainment. I will appreciate John Moxley for basically going crimson for me. And Kenny Omega. Kenny wins. There was interference because there's always interference. What I will give Moxley as the coolest way to protect the finisher, when I say protect a finisher, it makes it you know, not kick out. It's so powerful. It's like the end-all-be-all. All. It's the final flash. flashes of Kamehameha wave. All that stuff coming into it is that Kenny did the one wing angel, which is basically a, when I say it's a Samoan driver? Yeah, it's a Samoan driver, onto Mox. And Mox didn't have the energy to kick out. So what he did was he put his foot on the rope to cause an explosion to, to break the cow. I thought that was ingenious coming into it. But it ends with um, the good brothers, Gallows Anderson, coming in. Where are they at? Impact. Who are they? Kenny's former boys from New Japan coming in, interfering moxley has the barbed wire bat he's hitting everybody hitting their back doing ever and then kenny gets an exploding barbed wire bat hits it on moxley hits moxley in the face covers him kicks out and then does the one wing angel one more time and then he gets the win kenny retains it and then what was the whole stipulation kenny was like oh you have to do this between 30 here we go we see eddie kingston we always mention Eddie Kingston every week eddie you are a talent on mike follows on twitter come join us on our show um So the whole thing was kenny was like the ring is gonna blow up because this is all kenny's idea he's like the ring is gonna blow up there was a countdown going on 30 minutes and then what happened was very bad this is where i'm gonna try to condense all that to like five minutes because eddie kingston who remember him and moxley had a pay-per-view match against each other for that title where he basically said i sold my soul for a little bit of gold to get a title shot at moxley and he was unsuccessful didn't obtain it goes out there pushing off the people that when he was supporting, Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny, he's like, get the hell off me. I got to run to help my friend. He goes in there, doesn't know how to get mocks up from the handcuffs, gets on top of him to pull your best saving Private Ryan. And then Jesus Christ, Francisco, it just sparklers at the end. Yeah, we I, it, we, we I it was
0: on here earlier in the cage it, here, but somebody's got to tell you, I fixed the ending for you with a much yeah. more much more convincing explosion and... From Hollywood. But that's
1: the thing is that uh, Conair um, yeah. ah. it ruins it ruined. We can feel it in the air tonight, oh Lord oh, Lord. It ruins like Eddie's heel turn in my. Oh, I'm sorry, face turn in my opinion. It was just terrible and i understand tony khan going saying well what did you want me to do like blow the guy up you know there's only so much we could do but this is when you have to learn to call an audible this is where you have to learn to be creatively controlled as opposed to free and not have everybody interfering there's rumors that kenny omega was upset about this because kenny is an executive in the in the um organization and they even went so far as um taking off um, the tweets of showing the videos, like they used, uh, DMCA or whatever it is, digital medium, millennium, Mac, whatever. I can't say it fully because I was researching it, but of course I don't write, now. I should really write notes. Basically they were taking off some stuff there, but imagine you're paying 50 bucks for this and then you get the sparklers. And what ruins it is that Eddie's selling it like it's, um, bombs dropping off Excalibur, the uh, other announcers, they're selling it like it's the worst. And you don't even have maybe the better way to solidify, like, Kenny's heelish behaviors have him and Don Cows come out laughing, saying, You're an idiot. You really thought I was gonna do that. Ha ha ha, joke's on you. Something like that. Not a single bit of it. It just goes to the end. And at the very end after the match, Moxley gets on the mic and says, Boy, I tell you, um, you know, Kenny is a tough SOB, but he sucks at blowing up a ring. Ah. And the thing about Moxley is he was in WWE for a while, so he understands about the whole, like, you know. Never leave them kind of on this kind of level, and then Bully Ray, who is the former um, Bubba Ray for you know the the Dudley Bros or the Dudley Boys. I don't. know There's too much going on. The yes, the Devon Dudley, Bubba Ray um, Dudley, all this stuff because he went through a lot of different names, and so my brain hits at one point like electricity. He quotes Vince McMahon on Twitter, and he says, uh, "Never leave." Uh, the only Vince says the only thing they remember is the finish. Boy, were they right? Were they right on this one? Because they're talk about the finish of a match and the finish of a card. And I think about WWE's big blunder, two big blunders. Um, and they both involve The Fiend. And what do I remember is um, Hell in a Cell 2019. There were some great matches that were on that card. But what do I remember? Seth Rollins winning, but getting disqualified in a Hell in a Cell match because he used a sledgehammer on The Fiend to beat The Fiend. So what? So he loses in a no DQ match? Same equivalent to what do I remember in the Saudi pay-per-view of the fiend losing the Goldberg. That's what you remember. So to have this match, it was very good. Lose on something like that or end on something like that hurts. And also that's how you ended your pay-per-view. Very split. Everybody thought it was lame or stupid or uncreative. I think that hurts, man, because the pay-per-views have not been as consistent. The matches, there's been some matches that are good, but when you pay 50 bucks a month, you want top to bottom, you know, finesse great stuff quality like Taco Bell. Instead, what we got was the Walmart bean burritos that you would just pay and, you know, buy and go put them in the microwave. They're not even gas station burritos, which are sometimes okay. Listen, I'm just gonna say right now, they're not bad. But you're talking about those one the El Taco kind of ones that you have to get at Walmart that you get a whole bundle for like four bucks for a pack of twenty four when you're a young, starving law student and you don't have money to buy real food. I've been there. It, it fills you up, but it doesn't really leave a pleasant taste in your mouth. And that's what I got for you in this very long, scented Revolution Edition of The Cage from Exploding Barbed Wire.
0: All right. Okay, well then.
1: What, what are your thoughts? Because you saw that. You saw Little Fizzle. Does it not make wrestling a little bit more comical than it should be unintentionally?
0: Yeah, that, that looks like somebody did not have enough money when they headed over to the fireworks shop.
1: That's all so they can from. I make you can I make you laugh? One thing Vince McMahon trolled them last night on Raw because they uh, you know they're continuing that feud with Alexa Bliss and the Fiend and Randy Orton. So she had Pyro come up at the end of the match, and I thought that was like a great you know fu at <sighs> the end of the um, of the way to go, right? Because they were doing oh. oh it was such a good dig like it was like real fire because you know Vince was probably laughing because everybody makes mistakes. I think what happened was AEW got legitimately punched in the mouth the first time. I would say. When it came to
0: a paper. Okay. All right. So that's it for us tonight. Thanks, everybody. We'll get this up and running for podcast version. So thanks to Podcorn for sponsoring us yet again. Plug that into the non-sponsor section before or afterwards. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. And yeah, well, that's it. We're, We're done. Like, comment, share, subscribe. I have no idea. to follow us on things and, you know, check us out. And all right. So have a good night. Ciao.
1: Take care.